0: Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands and today it's the WNR four four O. It's NXT update. Wells collide and I am not alone of a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert. It is Monty. How you doing, man? Uh
1: oh, man, I'm, I'm I'm happy to be back. Uh you know, I don't know. I I'm doing great, but I must I must admit this is probably uh you know the the most excited i being about maybe just the NXT brand. Let's just say it that way right now. In a little while, so I'm ready to discuss a lot of the bad things that they've been doing. But you know, I think this one should be a little bit more positive. We'll see as we continue on. Well,
0: <laughs> I think if anybody deserves it, I think it is us. You know, especially especially to you, Monty, because to be fair, <laughs> with Dan, we had some good times of NXT, and it seems like you've had to deal with the majority of the guys. Don't get me wrong, we've had Johnny Gagano along the way, but it has been tough, right. you know.
1: Uh, so I think many spots, but I agree. Like, I was the downslide of NXT, <laughs> I guess. I was like, Yeah, I'm I, I, I kind of joined in right on the time as they were losing that special feeling, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, we may be able to recapture something here in the future. We'll see. Uh, well, <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I don't want to compare you to like Thanos or anybody like this, but it seems <laughs> like. The amount of talent and 205 live, I remember that, everybody. We used to do it, uh, and of course, like you show, uh, what a show we have! Because we've got the last ever NXT UK, uh, the one year anniversary of NXT 2.0, it's been a year already, and of course, Worlds Collide. So, <laughs> <laughs> like said, a lot to process here today, but we're going to start with the latest on the WWE Network. And of course, we had a broken skull uh, with Charlotte Flair. And we see Austin congratulating Charlotte uh, for a wedding with Andrade. And already you're thinking, oh, they've just mentioned Andrade. Like, is that who they're talking to right. on the phone? <laughs> you know, it's that. It's that who Tony totally can't get pissy with. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's weird, though, because they talk about the honeymoon in Costa Rica for seven days. and I, go, I hope the programme's not going to be all like this. But uh, as we know with Charlotte, uh, this is what the interesting thing I was going to talk to you about. Because with with Charlotte Flair, I expect her to maybe be a bit more open in this one. And the stuff we kind of know about Charlotte was kind of just on show here. So talking about Charlotte never dreamed of being in WWE. Uh, she did it because her brother Reed died if anybody doesn't know, uh, mm-hmm. and then became wrestler. And it's always a bit odd. And of course, it's great to actually be able to talk about Charlotte because um, Jackson and Jean are not around because we know what, you know, <laughs> we know what they're like. Uh, but it's always weird to think Charlotte's had the success and it actually wasn't her kind of dream at all, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, that's one of those things that I think kind of when people who have the, that, that distaste or they think she's she's this certain type of way when it comes to the business, a lot of people like to go back to the, the fact that her background, she wasn't a, a a longtime fan like Sasha or Becky or, you know, someone who really, really enjoyed, loved everything about the business from the outside looking in. She was a an athlete, volleyball, I believe, uh I want to say it was volleyball, but I know she was just a a great athlete in in her own right before this, and like you said, her brother's love for this and what happened to that kind of made her make this decision, and of course, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, you do have it in your blood, but it makes sense, you know, a lot of times, you're either going to go one or two ways, if you know what I mean, you know, you're either going to completely resent the family business, or you're going to dive right into it, and you know, her motivations may have been what they were, but. You know, I think it turned out all right if you think about where she yeah, is now. So it's what She talks about,
0: you know, being the athlete as well. When she eventually signed with WWE and does the kind of the drills that they do, she had no problems. Yeah, uh, But she was kind of, she didn't even know anything about the business. She'd been on a couple of tours with her dad, like Japan under WWE uh, but she just wants to be nice. She does talk about like Paige and Emma changing the game, which again right. with all the horse women talk, it's easy to forget <laughs> that those two Age. actually start yes. you know, so, and I think Emma now get all... more no, on Dashwood.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well that's no, right.
0: like she's a free agent at this moment in time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome talent too, and you know that that's what it is, they don't get nearly enough credit for the way, uh, specifically under the WWE banner, but they don't, they don't get nearly enough credit for changing the way people view uh, a women's wrestling match. And I think I love the fact that her and other people have always been trying to remind everyone that, yeah, you know, the Four Horsewomen and what they did in NXT was great, but Paige, Emma, that match and how, how it turned out in their feud really, really set things up for the future. And uh, if it wasn't for that type, that situation, we would not have anywhere. Who knows where we would be in women's wrestling. We'll still probably be trotting along. You would like to think that WWE would have got the, you know, the message that, you know, people really are into women's wrestling. But, you know, again, it takes things like that sometimes. Some of, you know, some of those special moments to drive, you know, things forward. So I'm so happy that they still get credit from the people who really remember that they kick this thing off and it's just only grown from there man yeah
0: and, and one other thing that was quite nice about this was charlotte actually talking about the people that helped you know whether it be dusty roads Pro class whether it be a match against natalia with brett and rick at ringside and even she knows yeah they trying to be the star <laughs> of the show you know that's a theme even <laughs> when stone cold talks her about being in rick's shadow And it's a case of he's trying his best, but he should be allowed on social media because he just doesn't kind of get it. Uh, And it's kind of, (laughs) you can see there's an interesting, you know, they even talk about the relationship. They kind of argue sometimes, but not too much detail into it. And of course, Charlotte, again, people hate Charlotte, but when you look at the career of her coming to the main roster when it was the Divas Championship, of course, the match at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. 32 of Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky. Uh, she even said that yeah. anybody could have left with a total of time. Um, you know, And it, it, what's interesting as well, talk about Nikki Bella showing her what it was like to be a star, uh, of course, into WrestleMania 34 and a match with Oscar. Um, and just kind of enjoying the moment in time, you know, saying that she didn't mind putting Oscar over, but the idea was for her to be the champion because basically they we're cashing in uh, with Carmella, uh, you know, a, a couple of nights later, which maybe right. gets forgotten about. Even being shoehorned into Rania 35 exactly. and saying, like, look, if if you want to do it properly, when they got to the Ronda match, she thought that was it. And that was when the switch went with her character of kind of being like, treat me as such. She wanted to even be a part of the authority. And they were just like, no, you can be there. As-. Uh, she kind of realises this. They talk about um, the title drop, as we know, with the, the passing. Um, and Charlotte says, look, she didn't do it on purpose. Things happen. But again, not going into much detail. Talking about where it stands with Becky now. Um, and she says, seeing Becky with Seth and the baby, he's showing everyone what can be done. And she wants that to have kids. So again, not really talking about it. Sasha and Naomi walking out. Right, role.
1: but for what I heard though, yeah, no but, but also she's not never directly talks much about it, but definitely tells you enough to know it's something there, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, like,' yeah. It was one of those things, like yeah, it's definitely some- smoke, it's definitely smoking, you know, or it may be a fire, but I'm not gonna give you any details of, of the a, wildfire or how stone, it cold.
0: Or stone cold is there as well, trying to coax it because it's like you said, these stories are the kind of like sound bites that we've had. And I'm not comparing this to like the kind of Dean Ambrose broken skull. Right. No, no,
1: no, no. It,
0: yeah. it felt like, again, with Austin, he didn't want to be too intrusive because it, it is Ric Flair's. It's Charlotte Flair. You know, it's a weird kind of, even Austin saying how much he loves Rick, you know, with Charlotte involved. She does mention Sasha Naomi saying that Sasha right. is a Ricky steamboat. Um, she can't mm. speak behalf on them or the company as she wasn't there. So, again, right. it seems a
1: bit... Again, yeah. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's kind of showing your support, but at the same time, hold on, I, I wasn't there. So, yeah. again, like, it, you know, even with the Oscar, I think at one point, at least I think I saw that she she wanted uh, a mouthpiece for Oscar and all of that. And I was like, that's a great... I never even heard anybody ever suggest it. But, like, that makes sense. That would that could help her, help Oscar go to another level. And I don't necessarily think Charlotte specifically Charlotte gets enough credit for even thinking much into another, you know, woman's career that's, that's considered competition. Because like you said, people hate Charlotte. They talk about her as if she, you know, had like, has it's only about her, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Everyone portrays her that way. So hearing that she even gave it that much thought to be like, you know what, maybe we can give Oscar a mouthpiece at some point, you know, or whatever the situation may be to, you know, to make her even bigger of a star. So again, <laughs> nice, ni- nice, nice to see and to hear. But again, you would like to get more. And it's just, I can't believe it though. Cause like you mentioned, Austin is a master at pulling things out, but she, 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 she guarded herself. Well,
0: you know, Yeah, she, she really, really did. She talks about, she does uh, dwell on the bad matches and she wants to have feel, the best performances, but she says the breaks been good for her as well. Uh, but what's next? She can't just be Charlotte Flair, the 13-time mm-hmm. champion, and she knows a lot. But Austin compares mm-hmm. her to the Undertaker making changes and evolving, and she jokes that she isn't dyeing her hair. Which, again, <laughs> uh, it, you, the kind of, the talk about it, the, the, I think the best chat throughout the whole episode was her talking about working heel and being comfortable there and Stone Cold kind of relating to that. Apart from it, it right. was Charlotte just being Charlotte Flair. And again... It's, it's the character. But then again, with Ric Flair, Monty, help me out here. There's no doubt Charlotte is talented. Right. But like Rick, is she just living the character? Is there a difference that... between like, the nature boy and Ric Flair? Is there a difference between right. Charlotte Flair, the worker, and the person?
1: And I think that's the thing. I think that that is like, like you mentioned. You want to get a little bit of something to see that. That she's not still in character, like everyone, like like you said, a lot of people who came here and talked. like the Cody Rhodes one, like for example, if you see what I'm saying, just felt like such a raw, legit interview where you were getting to know the man Cody and all of that, also along with all the AEW and all that type of stuff going on. So, uh, you know, that's a great point though. Ric Flair is someone that if you can't tell, he is Ric Flair. He's whoever he is supposed to be before that. You know, went away. I heard. I don't know if he said this, but I definitely heard a quote. Whoever, whoever, you know, Richard Slayer was, died in that car, in that in that plane crash years, many many moons ago. And he became he was Rick Flair from that day on, and never. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever he yeah. was before that, the persona yeah. is him now, and it's just like, and like I think that that. Be a great example or a great reasoning to why it feels like we didn't really get a chance to know her. It just felt like more Charlotte being Charlotte, because maybe sometimes what you see is what you get. You know, like that—that <laughs> that is who she is truly. You know, and you know everything that you may be hearing or seeing. You know, and like we mentioned before, Austin says it all the time. Who is Stone Cold Steve Austin? It's who he is times a hundred. So you know, the only thing is most people have a switch. Rick Flair, like we said, don't didn't necessarily have that switch, so I guess it would be something to say. I don't want to leap and say Charlotte may not have it, also, but you know that's where we're going with this. <laughs> and,
0: and I think the thing as well about Charlotte is, you know, like you said to be put in that position of people going, well, you know, 13 time champion, but you know, given the ball all the time. But the reason why she's given the ball mm-hmm. is because she did every time, and this is the thing about Charlotte. Yes. in big match situations. WrestleMania, we've talked about, it. she's a big match player, and, it, and there's nothing wrong yes. with a wrestler knowing her own worth, you know, but because it's Charlotte, she would always be hated.
1: <laughs> yes, because it is who she is, because of her lineage, you know what I'm saying? And, and like, it's it just it just, she'll never get the credit she deserves, because like you just mentioned, even the part about Carmella cashing in later, uh, you know, again, not only makes this, this Oscar stuff make more sense, but it's just like everything throughout her career, a lot of stuff that she's just gotten flack for going over here. But like they said, they never, no one thinks, they just think, ah, oh, she's Rich Rich Flair's daughter, so that's why she's always going over. But no, like you said, it's because she is unbelievable. She is dependable. You can count on her at the end of the day to deliver. It doesn't really matter who it is a lot of time too, who she's with that she will deliver. And that doesn't take away from her opponents or the rest of the women, but you don't become 13 time champion and make it believable like that in this span of time. Cause that's another thing she's done this really, really, like you said, just what, in like seven years, I guess she's pretty much done all this. So again, in that, like, it's a lot, I understand it. And that's not always her fault, but again, she definitely does not get the credit she deserves for being at the end of the day, if not the best, one of the best women's workers ever. And, I, I do think that maybe as time go on, like you know, as as maybe she, again, absence make the heart grow fonder. So if she stays away longer, who knows? People know, though. People people who really know that that is one of the greatest of all time, and it's not even just because of what I think some people are mistaken and think WWE manufactured it. No, she brings it too. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I'm you know people who know really can appreciate Charlotte, and you know if you can get away from the politics or the fact that you think it's all nepotism you and just watch what she does no she's good and i've always been appreciative of that of charlotte even in the young days because another thing too we know when someone is special and like you can just look and you can tell like like everybody knows it now because of how they finally got the formula right but everyone knew that roman was the guy that was part of the reason why they didn't like that he was being forced so again, like you, you uh, everybody can complain, but at the end of the day, she has whatever it is. She has it, and I don't think that can be denied.
0: No, exactly. It's it's the comparable to like John Cena. You know, when you lived it, people hated him, but when right. you look back and you think, "Fucking hell, actually, yes. there was a talent that kept the whole." You know, she's kept the division uh, treated as equals now. Whether it would be her, whether it would mm-hmm. be. You Talk about Emma Page, the the Bella Twins, right. the Four Horsewomen, Oscar, whoever. What's happened? This is why WWE is a much better place than it, than it was before, and even comparable to AEW because mm-hmm. and the characters are treated uh, equals as such. You know. Uh, also, we had Table Agreed. Three, which was Generation Now, which had Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Vega. <laughs> Really, really quickly, the Queen was in gimmick using her special goblet. Luckily, Ripley wasn't in, in gimmick; otherwise, she would have killed everybody. Uh, Bianca Belair <laughs> mentions uh, why she does the hands as she, as I'm doing right now. The hands. She said she didn't know what she'd do with her hands, so instead, <laughs> just did that. Uh, Bianca remembers Ripley's first training session. Talk about the war games match. Ripley likes being hurt. I'm gonna leave that there. And do you know okay. what? I almost forgot. <laughs> Vega was Andrade's mouthpiece in NXT. And to be fair, yes. looking at his career He's since, great at it. It was his best and most successful run. I know I'm going to no, get shit, but no, no doubt. doubt. Yeah.
1: No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Especially, like, oh man, like, yeah, you may get something, and it may even be some, some old heads, like, oh, no, he was great in Mexico. Okay, dude, whatever. You know, that's fine. But that <laughs> <laughs> is by far, like you said, he was portrayed awesomely i honestly if you remember i if you remember he def, he deserved longer honestly to be on top like i like guys like him and you know even i think at that time like even with the apollo crew they kind of rushed him because he uh andrade was like oh man he's on another level down there like you said with Zelina, Zelina was also just great at her, at her job and great on the mic so again like People do forget that because, again, how she's been portrayed or how things have turned out since the main roster and all the stuff that happened. But, yeah, man, they were a great tandem together. Yeah.
0: And my only problem with Andrade is who he beat for the NXT title. But, again, I'm over it. It's four it's, it's, it's years ago. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's fine. Uh, Vega's little man-tire,
1: legs. McIntyre, done...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vega's little legs done a lot of things. Uh, best moment for him, they talk about Ray Ripley. Be the NXT UK and NXT champion. Uh, Bianca started at zero, she said, debuting at the Mae Young Classic. Of course, winning Rumble in 21. Uh, This was really nice, but just too quick. Um, But but again, good stuff here. But now it's time. See, we're getting heavy earlier on this episode because we have got (laughs) NXT UK, the final two shows. Monty man, Ooh. we've been doing this for a while, and I never thought we'd get to a point. I <laughs> thought you, you you would quit on me long before. <laughs> NXT UK
1: is it the end We're of just... a fuck era? You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, not even that. Like I, I've I've been here to kill off the black and gold. <laughs> I've been here to kill off NXT UK. I may, who knows? In a few weeks, I may be. We may. I may have gotten two out oh. the way, I am on a streak. My guy, like, woo, hitman, <laughs> standing fire,
0: he's on fire. <laughs> so, yeah, it's gonna be tough, but like we said, we've got each other to get through. August twenty fifth, Andy Shepard welcome us alongside Nigel McGuinness. I do wonder what will happen to them. Um, and also, they must yeah. have done new voiceovers uh, to A, cram everything in. This was a month's worth of old NXT UK episodes into, into like right. two shows. And you then can Andy... tell
1: the difference in the audio too. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's a completely different tone when they add online? <laughs> Andy Shepard
0: going, hello, everybody. Welcome to NXT UK. <laughs> the last one ever. You know, it's just takes like, <laughs> you, you out of it a little bit. <laughs> but, but, like I said, we'll see how it goes. We start with the NXT United Kingdom Championship Tournament. Semi-finals, Trent Seven versus Oliver Carter. Carter, of course, was carrying an injury into this. A bait nearly gutted out another miraculous win against some menacing Trent Seven, using his one good leg to land a springboard moonsault from the second rope for a two-count. Seven, however, seems to take a sick delight in the his opponent's knee, stomping and kicking at the target from bell to bell. Carter stuck back with a bicycle kick to the back, but Seven soon trapped his foe in the figure seven, and with Seven cranking back on the submission hold, with P-punching uh, Carter in his injured knee, the upstart competitor finally had no choice but to... Submit. So the figure seven gets job done. But this seven, we hardly knew ya, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, what a shame, bro. Like just what a shame. Like it's hard to watch that uh like that and know that you know we're gonna we're gonna get robbed of watching more of this this character development because it like you said, he was just so great here, methodical, vicious and just uh, you know, Oliver came in there with the injury. He showed that he could fight it off, and he did the best he could to just keep fighting. And he looked great, if you ask me, like really resilient here because, again, coming into that match, Trent basically told him, bro, I'm going to try to break your leg. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it was it was no secret what, what Trent's plan was. And I just uh, I loved how, you know, at the end of the day, this was simple, but it was uh, really, really great wrestling because, again, it, it had the drama and everything you needed. And again, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I like you mentioned. I was impressed with Oliver Carter when he when when they had the tags going. But man, I am beyond impressed and just excited to see what he can do going forward. Because uh, you know, just between how he basically took out D'Familia by himself and <laughs> and the way he looked here against Trent, uh, I can see a bright future for him uh, if things are taken care of the right way. And uh, but yeah, man, what a damn shame that we're not gonna. Necessarily necessarily get a chance to see a whole lot more of Trent, but this was great stuff to me.
0: Yeah, and another thing to talk about now, D Familiar's win-loss record was one of the worst of any group ever. <laughs> it never managed to turn around. We never found out Amir <sighs> Jordan was under the mask. There were so many more yep. kind of little things. <laughs> uh you know, but like I said, Carter worked really well and I no doubt it'd pop up again in the future. And another sad thing there was no backstage ski 'cause because there was no point in yes. backstage
1: stuff. it. Because they weren't setting anything up. <laughs> right. nothing there was nothing left to set up. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we had the trade. Like, we got three great matches, but none of those great skits in between. So, it's like, what you want? You want the awesome wrestling for an hour? Or you want us to try to make up a reason for them to do a skit? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh...
0: It is a shame. So, yeah, right into the action again. Alex, United Kingdom Championship Tournament semifinals. Tyler Bate versus Joe Coffey. Some early Mac grappling adventure gave way to fisticuffs as Coffey grabbed Bate with a vicious backbreaker and if a Bate had fired back soon after a picture-perfect, exploded suplex. Both competitors on wobbly legs. Bate and Coffey ran full steam into each other with stereo clotheslines, though both remained standing. Bate landed on his feet after Coffey countered to Tyler Driver 97 by flipping the big strong boy over his head. The former NXT UK champion fought his way out of Coffee's clutches and pinned him with a crafty backside. And after the match, Seven emerged in the way for a stare down. Seven fainted, getting the ring, only to take his leave and set the stage for the NXT UK Championship Final on the last ever episode. Um... But this was great, though, this match. And it makes you wonder as well yeah, who will have more success on the main roster between the two. Because Kofi is built, even low, and I'll probably get on this later of NXT, he does look smaller. But again, I don't want to confuse
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a great point. I don't know what the hell happened. We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. But yeah, man, because oh, NXT UK, he looks huge. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, this is great. Like you said, great stuff. It was another one of those scenarios where you just watch Tyler do his thing and he's in there with another great athlete. And I told you at uh, really not s- soon after I started reviewing NXT UK that Joe was uh, one of my favorite guys to just watch in the ring, you know. And I, as a matter of fact, based on where I was before NXT UK and how I come out of it after watching uh, NXT UK, I love Gallus as a group in general. But, uh, uh, man, this was just, like you said, fantastic stuff from both guys. It was also a uh, really, really uh, great little story there and just how Tyler, at the end of the day, was just a little bit better than uh, Joe in on this in, on this occasion. And, uh, you know, I did not mind that. And uh, I just thought it was great to really, really watch. Also, another thing, again, I don't want to jump around too much, but it's hard not to with the way they did TV. <laughs> Watching, I, I have, I'm not saying Gallus or, but like, it is so weird to watch NXT and just see how their heels, and then they were just so respected <laughs> and loved in NXT UK. Like, the people are just hailing. Like, I don't even know why they boo-gallin' so hard at this point other than the fact that they jumped on Diamond, man. But, you know, at the end, <laughs> they don't like them there. But when I watch here, you just see the reaction and how much people react to the, uh, the great action that Coffee brought here in this match. Um, it's just kind of weird to think about. But this was fantastic stuff, though, man. I have to agree and uh, even though we kind of knew, uh, of course, we were all at this point spoiled, if you were like me. But we kind of felt it. Even if you didn't know about the spoiler, you knew it because of the storyline element that Tyler probably was going to win. It didn't take away from the competitiveness of this match at all, though.
0: No. And another thing, we're the cocky ones. Because when Gallus do show up on NXT, we're the ones going, yeah, yeah. yeah. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we know. Yeah, I'm folding <laughs> my arms. Like, I'm just
1: folding <laughs> yeah. my
0: arms like. A... <laughs> oh, and uh, another weird, statistic, as it were. Now, Alex, UK's finished. Is Joe Coffee was the only member of Gallus not to taste gold right. on the UK brand? Which, again, when you consider he he, he made evented takeovers, <laughs> never got a taste of gold. Right. It's so strange. Uh, but like I said, a showcase. Going yeah, for it. A showcase for what the brand here out there. A video recap of the Wild Women's Division Brawl from three weeks ago. Ciscular announced a four way elimination match between Blair <laughs> Davenport, Isla Dawn, and Mel and Eliza Alexander for next week. I wonder who's gonna win that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the <other>. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And then we get a video Talking about NXUK UK going on hiatus uh, and going to be expanding to NX Europe in 2023. Nigel to slide and said he was excited about it, uh, but <laughs> we shall see. Well, I mean, at the moment, it's, uh, again, I don't compare it to like, you know, the Queen and King type situation. But you're telling me it's going to be different, but we are losing NXT UK right now. So let me deal with yeah. that before we look forward to like, NXT Europe. you know I don't care how great it's going to be. It's a good point. Um, it's a great point. <laughs> the main event of the penultimate episode was the NXT UK Heritage Cup Championship match. Versus yeah. Mark Coffey. And again, Monty, we're going out, but at least we're going out. They're giving us what we want, you know, because Star in the main event, it actually brought a tear to my eyes. So we're going ra- <laughs> round one. Adal went for a roll-up 30 seconds in and scored a two-count. Mostly fought in position for the rest of the round, with Coffey hitting an uppercut and locking an armbar as the arm rounded. Into round two, Adal went for the armbar right away, but Coffey made it to his own. Of his own. Coffee worked down over some more and got a two-count of a roll-up, then missing elbow from the ropes. Dahl hit a diving forearm and scored a near-fall of his own. Into round three, Coffee started out strong with a clothesline and of forearm, Back body dropped. Dar came back with a leg kick and spin it back elbow. But Coffee hit a of forearm to the side of the jaw and pinned Dar to take the lead. And what was worrying was Dar looked to be knocked out. Coffee wasn't one that up. But there's one thing, Monty, that you and I know is there is no <laughs> one better at playing out on his feet than Dar because yes. he started round four still wobbly. Coffee went for full Nelson, but Dar backed him in the ropes. He still looked out of his feet with a few desperation forearms. Coffee went for the second turbo for an attack, but Dar stumbled between the ropes and fell to ringside. The ref checked on Dar and told Coffee to back off. Um, this was interesting. <laughs> and then, after holding the title for 250 minutes, it took Dar only 42 days to get it back as he took advantage on the return of Shah Samuels' interference by attacking Coffee with an over for a free count. Follow match, Dar and Samuel's embrace and celebrate by planting a kiss on the trophy as NXT UK (laughs) concluded. Um, I mean, I tell you, saying that I love this. You know, I was going to cheer and go crazy here because Dar managed to get the scores at one all, win at 2-1. Shah's appearance. They should build a statue of Dar and Shah outside of BT (laughs) Sports Studio. And and leave it there. And the other thing I loved as a fan of the same team Dar is taking those green and white ribbons off. Straight away making it Dar's trophy <laughs> again. Uh what did you think of this? Because this for me was fantastic. Maybe the greatest end to an NXT UK ever. Yeah, man. This was it was fun. Like you
1: said, fantastic stuff. Uh you know what what I liked about this is because uh, I was new to the rounds match format, pretty much, and I was definitely new to the Heritage Cup coming into this review. So it just kind of brought everything that I have seen from most of these Heritage Cup matches, you know, full circle. And to kind of be a part of not only Noam's jersey, but before that, you know, A Kid, and you know the few. I think even Tyler Bate. I don't know if he had. I know if I think he had it, but I don't know if I watched him. I don't know if I reviewed that. But again, just watching all the great wrestlers who come through and try to attempt to win those style of matches to kind of see this version of it. Again, like I said, I fell in love with the formula that Noam Dar has kind of, has gotten me used to here uh, w- when it comes to his style of Heritage cup matches. And this was just two or T just great, beautiful wrestling, man. And it just played out perfectly in my opinion, the way things like, again, I, I honestly didn't know because I, again I'm thinking with the with my knowledge that I had at the time, I was like, ah oh, yeah, you know, Shah's probably not gonna show up, he's not gonna be around. We'll see. But so I jumped out of my chair for joy in the th- with the last round was Shaw showed up, like, Oh yes, yes, my guy, the greatest quarterback <laughs> ever. Because again, like you mentioned, they need a statue together because Noam Dar may be the great may be the definition of the heritage cup. But the corner man should be right next to him because Shaw is the greatest, it. he saved my guys. But again, <laughs> but it was just a great, like you said, even the plant possum and going into the knee bar the way he did was just, just classic, beautiful Noam Dar stuff. And he, and Coffee did great, you know, trying to battle through it, still be respectful, still be tenacious, and you know he kind of got the short end of the stick there. But I still thought it was great. Like, especially since I knew this was the last characters cup match, at least for a while, or at least that I know of, maybe ever. So I was just like, oh, yeah, if you're going, if this is it, end it with the greatest cup holder ever. And they did it, and they did it in great fashion. Uh, I was over the moon for this, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, without doubt. It, it, da, I mean, I think does these matches better than anyone in the last 30 years. Easy. And then you'd have to get into an argument about the old British style when it comes to <laughs> Dar. because the older, yeah. The way Da, da does it, it, it's like the best of boxing thrown into wrestling. Like I said, when he's right. out on his feet and he's, you're thinking, he's, he's fucked, he's gone, he's gone, and then like I said, bringing Shaw back just for that last second. And whatever we know Dar has been signed. We don't know what's going to happen to the Heritage Cup. There was talk about yeah. maybe, we've seen a rounds match on NXT, maybe floating the idea. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But I, I think for NXUK, UK, when you look at the kind of heritage, no pun intended, of this type of match and the excitement it's built, and especially when you take it on a you know fresh set of eyes, you go, how can this possibly win two one? It's you know, it's rounds. How's it work? And it it really has a match type. You know, and it's just a shame it hasn't got a bigger audience for it. You know, because this is yeah. what kind of makes NXUK UK special, and especially Dar. As champ, when you list like you said the champions of A-Kid and Tyler Bate, uh, and even Mark Coffey and himself, you know all great. Yeah. But to so have Dar there, um, seventeen rounds for Mark and Dar, you know just class between the two. Uh, so really, really mm. good stuff. So we move on to the last ever NXT UK September first. This could be emotional. Andy Shepherd welcomed us with Nigel for the final time and Blair Davenport versus Amel versus Isla Dawn versus Eliza Alexander. The fatal four-way elimination match determined a number one contender to Miko Satamora. but really it's Mandy Rose at Wells Collide. Uh, the French hope yeah. pressed in the early going by launching herself top turnbuck and wiping out all three of her opponents at ringside. Moments later, Amel almost drove Dawn through the canvas for a hope breaker for she, Davenport and Alexander all covered the White Witch for the pinfall. Davenport mm-hmm. and Alexander formed a brief alliance against Amel. Amel shows tremendous resilience. She was eliminated when Davenport levered her with a dropkick, and Alexander finished the job with a savage knee to the jaw. Alexander knee scored the upset win when she folded her opponent with a German suplex, but Davenport clocked Alexander with a running knee to the face and spiked from the canvas for the win. Um, this again, I was a really, really enjoyable match. And the NX UK fans gave us one last mm-hmm. great chant with Where's My Car Stereo to Liza because people from Liverpool usually steal things, Monty. I don't know if you knew that.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they mean. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. cool, cool, cool. Wow. <laughs> she was great, by the way. like, by, Like, this, like, I honestly. If I didn't know Blair was going to pull it off, and like, if you just look at the way the match was put together, like, Alexander looked fantastic, bro. Like, she was just beating the hell out of people. <laughs> it was so fun to watch, and you know, uh, like you said, Blair doing what she does best, and the baby faces, both of them, Isla and well, Isla, I guess, I don't know why I can call her a baby face, she's definitely a wild card, but. Um, uh, everyone saying, no, well, let's get the crazy, let's get this crazy person out of here first. So I did love that. And then, you know, a male ended up, you know, screwed because she's in there with, you know, of course two baddies and I loved them working together to do it because it was smart to get rid of her. And then now we have these two heels just going at it and it just felt like a, it felt like a couple matches in one. So I really loved that element of the four way because it was elimination style uh, but uh, man, I don't know. I don't like I said, Alexander. I don't necessarily know what they're gonna. Maybe that's just, they're just gonna wait her out for Europe, or she'll pop up in NXT, uh, you know, down the line or something. But I really was impressed with her performance here, right up until she got dropped on her head. <laughs> uh, you know, 'cause that was a oh man, that was a nice. I don't. I, it, I guess it was like a Falcon Arrow brainbuster type of thing. It was. It was nice either way it goes. It was. Uh, it was beautiful. Blair looked great. Uh, I actually, like you said, came away impressed with everyone here. And uh, even though we kind again, another situation where I knew we knew the result, but the match coming for it, it, just made me wish all of this aired, you know, in a timely manner, you know, because it, was, it yeah. ended up being incredible.
0: It's a shame, really, like I said, with this, with Alexander, with the way she was with yeah. as well. They could have really built Sank right. as together. true. We always wanted Blair and Miko to have the match. We, could, we should have had Survivor versus Miko, like I said. So much potential. Yes. Got I really,
1: robbed
0: of that too. Well, I really dug Eliza being in the final two. That match against me as well. Uh, but like I said, credit and goodbye. Fantastic women's division. You know, you talk about Isla Dawn. Wow. Nina Great Samuels, Zia Brookside. And of course, mm-hmm. without the UK, uh, no start for Ripley and Storm, who of course are now, yeah. you know, major part of Tony Storm, of course, AEW Women's Champion. And Katie Ray, Coming through that as well, and looking like she's going to have a hopefully a good run in NXT. But there's just so much to like in the women's division, and it is really sad saying goodbye when there was so much kind of life and the different characters. And who knows if they're ever going to be the same kind of banner again, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Even like even the annoying ones, like Stevie Turner or like uh, you know, uh, uh, Amelia McKenzie, who didn't really get a chance to see that whole student teacher thing play out. With make with Mako, you know, so like uh, it's it was a lot of things that we kind of uh, didn't really get a chance to go into that like they were setting the stage. And I mentioned this once before. Uh, and during periods throughout this year, they were better not better, not only better than the main roster of NXT, but they were you know you can definitely better than what AEW was putting out for women's wrestling and just storylines and what their different the creativeness of their different characters because that's another thing. It's just so creative, like like you said. Just thinking about Nina's character and Isla's character. Like, yeah, they're out there, but again, just think about how creative those character ideas are. You know, uh, so it's just uh, again, it's a shame that this is the end for for them in this incarnation. I'm just hopeful that we get to see a lot of those familiar faces again down the line, whether it's in Europe or whether it's uh, NXT or you know signed back or any or anywhere else. Because again a lot of those uh, girls were setting down a really great foundation when it came to the women's division in NXT UK.
0: I hope a lot of people say I'm overreacting. You know, if NXT Europe starts in, we've got the whole division back and all these wrestlers, you know. But I just feel that... Something doing, has to be different, though. They're doing it for a reason. So. Exactly, yeah. it's Right. It's not going to be what we've had here, you know. That's um, cool up next Saxon Huxley versus Kenny Williams and maybe I wasn't a huge Saxon Huxley fan you know but Kenny Williams definitely was and of course Saxon Huxley uh, in this one with the help of uh, Chase University but the scummy earth uh, came with a barrage of flying reversal elbows and several nasty kicks to his opponent's uh, legs but Andre Chase and Bodie Harwood caught Williams who dropped to the ringside floor after Huxley sent him Carine off the apron And then immediately followed up with Chokeslam Powerbomb for the one, two, three, And after the match, Chase Hughes celebrated with Huxley in the ring, who waved a flag. The last (laughs) non-title match in NXT UK was this. You know, that's that's, that's all I'm saying. But the scum of the earth is a great character. And Saxon Huxley has hit the Indies hard to his credit.
1: Nice. Okay. Good for him. Good. I'm glad that, and that's what I wanted to hear. Because again, I'm not so privy to everything that's going in the independent scene over there, so it's great to see that. Because again, uh, a lot of, like you said, a lot of great talent uh, if can or is available. So I, I just, I, I think that's cool. So, but yeah, it's funny, like you said, that this is going to go down in the record book is the last non-title match. It wasn't it wasn't anything bad, but it definitely wasn't anything special, you know. I you know it was definitely filler, but it, again, at this point, I can't complain about it. Uh, it was great to see Kenny again here because, like I, I told you, how I, how high I was on Kenny when they when he announced the, the releases. Like I was hoping that he was one of those names along with a couple of others that was protected because of just how cool I think just being some someone who. Uh, uh, Caused himself to scum of the earth and just and continued like literally, literally was living up to it in the ring and outside of it, character wise. So, uh, it, I was really into what he was doing. I thought he had potential to do more, but again, uh, uh this was fine. I had no problem with it. You know, maybe maybe the chase you stuff was a little bit, you know, 2.0 ish, but hey, what you expect? Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> that would be a great trivia question in years to come like chase you on the last episode of UK. What talent, you know. Um, There was a great video package looking at the history between Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. And again, we talk about a couple of videos really getting to me. Uh, Seven talks about how he he took Bate under his wing early on. They had clips from all Mm -hmm. their big moments together and a ton of footage from Progress. Again, I don't want to sound Mm -hmm. (laughs) overreact, but seeing Tyler Bate from a boy to a man in front of my Literally, eyes. Man. It's it's fucking just... And Trent, you going, how good did Trent look? And it's not that like he looks bad, but just like, my <laughs> God, that's... It's a good point. You, you know, it's just all these memories of all Abbott Hall and seeing these two together and then a the turn uh, and then leading to this matchup. So, yeah, the final match of NXT UK history is the NXT UK Championship. It's the tournament final match Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven. Bate managed to finally get his hands on Seven for the first time since he got attacked after feigning retirement. Uh, this was fantastic. Both competitors fell to their knees late in the contest and exchanged some merciless right hands to the face, followed by a series of nasty chops. Seven, who was astonishingly kicked out of Tyler's driver, 97 several minutes after Bate got Ooh. his shoulder from that following Seven Stars Lariat, came with an eyelash from the NXT title uh, when he executed an innovative slam from the top row, Emerald Flosion from the top, followed Ooh. by blasting Bate with his own Tyler Driver for a long... And even though, Monty, we've mentioned this, I knew the result. Right. When he hit with his own Tyler Driver, I go, he's going to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do it, but no. <laughs> even though i missed, <laughs> yeah, No, I've seen it. <laughs> like, I've been watching NXT. Yeah. Bate got back on track by stinging his opponent Seven Star's and a corkscrew from the top. Then mm-hmm. also refused to stay down. Then, after powering out of Seven's crafty pinning combination, they duck, uh, ducked a forearm strike, landed one of his own, and earned the NXT UK title with another Tyler driver, 97, becoming the first ever and only <laughs> two time NXT <laughs> UK champion. The big strong boy will now collide with NXT UK champ. Uh, with NXT champ Bron Breaker at Wells Collide. But this, I mean, I didn't want it to end, Monty, but what a way to go out uh, watching these two guys wrestle.
1: Man, they put a bow on this, like, just perfectly, you know? It was just, like, a great great way to wrap it up. Like, that's how you do it. And I think one of them mentioned in the, I think it was Tyler, who mentioned in the uh, video package you talked about, uh, life has a funny way of making things come full circle, and I think, you know, not only him winning the championship when he did and becoming the champion again, uh, you know, brought NXT UK full circle. You know, this story was brought full circle. It was just like ultimate, like it was just, it was just like I said, Chef's kiss, dramatic. It had every little bit of everything. It was drawn out. Everyone, you know, like you said, had all the, the great moves. They, they pretty much hit they pretty much hit everything that they could, all the greatest hits, if you will here uh for this match and it, like you said, it was just one of those times where it's like wow, and you know what i I think what I really like the the most about this as far as like just as someone who's been watching over the last like you said a year or so or however long it's been now thinking about it in the way that they gave me a, a, a very, like, close to, if not perfect, close to perfect per- personification of what the Heritage Cup match is. They gave me that on the last episode. And then this right here is what those one-on-one world championship, or, you know, UK championship type clashes, that off that Volta, you know, Pete Dunn, a lot of people, all those great champions, Tyler in the past has, has had, you know, as champion. And I thought this just kind of you know, you know what I mean? Like, showed you what NXT UK was all about perfectly in both those ways. Even with the women's fatal four-way being at the beginning, that was a great way of just showing you the level of competition in the women's division. And I think this was also a great way. And then just that it was who it was. The fact that it is Mustache Mountain. Those got part of British Strong Style, like, like you like – I know – you know, like I said, I guess, I know how emotional this uh, stuff, something like this can make you. So I can only imagine what it was like for you, because as I was watching it, even though, like you said, we all knew the result at this point, it was still just top tier drama. And it was just fantastic stuff. And it made me wish, because honestly, this deserved like a drawn out blood feud type of thing. It just made me, like you said, it made me want more, unfortunately. Like I knew, that. I, I think that's the thing, just so bittersweet at the end there. Because I knew it was over. And and specifically for the Trent Seven and and Tyler feud, like I really wanted that to continue because I just felt like they could even tell, they can even go deeper than this. But it was still a fantastic way to, like I said, put a bow on what NXT UK was all about. Yeah,
0: I think part of me thinks, when I was watching this, Mm -hmm. that if NXT UK survived, not like it's been put out of business, just the way it kind of happened. You know, I think... Trent would have won this match. You know, I think Trent would have been champion and like I said, led to a series of matches with Bate. It would have made more sense. But I I understand why they did this. What upset me as well was the fans there not knowing this was the last match, you know. And, and this, again... Yeah, that's would it, would it have had anything to it? I mean, no matter what, the fans, how many they were or weren't, like us, are invested in each and every... Mm-hmm. We kind of know UK has had this special thing where we know the character traits. We know the reasoning of what's behind it or why they're doing something. And especially like you talk about Trent and Tyler uh, having, you know, that kind of team together thinking never end into this matchup. And like I said, the fans were happy Tyler won, but they probably didn't know this was the end. And potentially the last time Trent and Bate off in the same ring I and mean, they'll probably be in the same ring together training whether it is but you know Tyler Bates kind of moved on to NXT and Trent unless he's going to be a trainer or anything like that it's hard to think what else he's going to be doing and another fact is yeah. again for a, a company or everyone will call it for the championship when it's changed hands you you touched on this a minute ago Monty Every match that the title changed hands was a five five star match. And and I'm yeah. trying to think of another title where every time it changed hands well, I'm not saying every NXT UK title match was a five star, but every time it was five stars, right. talk about Dun Dunn and um Bait in, in Chicago, Volta and Dunn obviously mm-hmm. E and Volta which are the match of the year last year. Um you, you know, it's it's, it's it, you can't argue. And I know people go, well, you know, but if you just look at the quality of that, that—that's what shows right. you what it's brought, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, that's why I thought again the match ended up being really bittersweet because, again, it, it, but it also did its job of that with that like, of keeping that standard alive because alive because even when I wasn't watching full time and I would catch a takeover uh, in years past or something every now and then, or I watched Worlds live from years ago. Uh, I always, like you said, knew that the the, the UK world champion had to be respected. Pure, even purely, even if I didn't watch every defense, purely off just the length of how long those reigns were, you had a certain set level of respect for certain guys. But then when you watched them defend it every now and then, like from my lens, it was just like, wow, you know what? I get it. You know, this is guy, this guy's badass. Like the first time I saw Walter as champion defend, or even when Pete was champion. So again, like. Uh, so it's just uh, or, of course, with Elias just being a psychopath <laughs> in the ring. But again, like that standard. And I think that's the thing I'm going to like. I think that's the thing overall I'll miss the most is just that the consistency and the standard. Like I, people may not be able to get eyes on NXT UK consistently or I wasn't able to always get the viewership. But again, I think for the most part, other than maybe sometimes where it was a little filler-heavy or maybe when the pandemic was affecting the show, obviously, uh, that's the only time the standard NXT UK ever really dropped. I think they are usually, if not, they were probably, over the last few years, especially if you compare them to WWE brand, the most consistent one by far.
0: Yeah, I think about that, lot like to say we talk about the, the legacy of NXT UK and what it's brought, and this is the simple thing is like, you, you could argue the setting or, you know, the kind of viewership for it. But if you showed anybody a match, you know, it's even this main event match and you showed them that, they would say it was incredible. There's no doubt about it. And it's just a shame. It's kind of had to end up like this. And like we said, we started with Bate as our champion, the 15th of January 2017. And on September 1st, 2022, we end with him as champion. And the episode ended... With a great highlight video looking at the history of the brand all the way from the initial UK tournament that was covered on WNR in early 2017 to the finish of tonight's main event. It had all the scenes from all the major title wins, over highlights and concluded with a group picture of the final NXT UK roster. Uh, again, this was <laughs> this was difficult to watch, but again, Monty, we hopefully look back at the legacy of NXT UK Uh, that it's left in the years to come where we see these people who, you know, like a Tyler Bate on the main roster, whoever it may be, and say, at least we know where they got their break from because there's no doubt the success the people in NXT UK have had, even if they're known or not, you know?
1: Right. You know, and I think people are like, are aware of the names like Mako Sodomore and all that in America, but if you watch NXT UK... And you know who she is. If she was to debut and like let's, let's just jumpstart a few with uh you know anyone you want to list, you know I you know we me and you will be privy to love. like we we probably have to educate some people and let them know no that's a badass that that Bianca's fighting or whatever the situation situation would be. So like yeah, down the line I am gonna take pride in that I would know again okay, I was I would have seen a little bit of Gallus back in the day before they were on the main roster and doing what they're supposed to do if everything works out or even in NXT Europe, you know, I don't have no clue what it's going to be like and all that, but I am uh, hopefully optimistic, but I would have, we would have to hear much more. And that's the thing, trying to look ahead is just so bleary right now. You don't necessarily know what what's come what's over the horizon when it comes to this, but uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to be completely positive. And like you said, uh, even, some of these debuts that we're starting to see from people that I'm familiar with, like uh, they changed Oliver Carter's name or whatever, you know, for example, we, we would get more into it and like seeing him, the fact that I know him as Oliver Carter and watched, him do it, no matter what he does. Now, or even somebody like Axiom, I don't necessarily know about the future of that name, but I every time I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, again, I love having that, that knowledge just from watching an extra show every week, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, we that, and like we said, we're NX UK. We've still got well. Oh, tonight. no, hold on.
1: One second. The hour format, too. Oh, my goodness, I'm going to miss that. <laughs> well,
0: this is the thing. Out of Ooh. all the programs I watch... NXT UK was the one I, I enjoyed the most because it was an hour, but you were guaranteed, uh, well, first off, entrances in the first match, I should say, but also, like, you knew what you were going to get. You like the, Even the backstage skits where it would be, like, a Nina Samuels yeah. interview or Sis Sculler with his eyes popping out or setting up, you know, the next couple of weeks of TV. There was a familiar feel to, like, kind of old NXT uh, and with the UK ones as well, you yeah. kind of knew exactly where it was going, you know.
1: I agree 100%, man. That format, man, I'm just going to miss it. Like you said, all the logical like booking decisions and everything week to week and just looking at how things progress, uh, seeing that you can have a three-match card and still – a three-match card or four, sometimes four-match card, but yeah. that, a three-match card for the most part and still be able to make great, cohesive television weekly – Man, I'm just gonna I'm gonna miss I miss a lot about them, but that that that's an underrated little element there. <laughs> it's just how it was like a quick hitter of top notch wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a quick dose of it,
0: <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. And what does the future hold? We'll be more detail hopefully in a little bit. But Triple H sees something like a World Cup style competition. That above times with main roster including potentially WrestleMania, uh, he said in the interview, his long-term goals have markets all around the world with product that can ever be competing against each other, World Cup type scenarios that feed into Raw, SmackDown, and to WrestleMania. Now this is a vision Triple H has had for a very long. Time it'll be interesting to see what happens, but obviously, he wants to see if Europe could be a success. But the funny thing is, is that they could announce NXT Europe and it could be in London, you know, the first month or whatever it is. And then we're going, Oh, hang mm-hmm. on a minute. So, we at the moment we just <laughs> don't know. So, we're gonna move on to NXT. Uh, we've got four episodes of NXT on the update, plus Wells Collide. And we start August 23rd. And it's a British invasion, really. Uh, Bait and Bron had a chat. Bait showed promise heels but it isn't as strong. Um, one thing I haven't mentioned, lovely-looking titles. You know, the United Kingdom titles, whether it be the women or the tag, they are beautiful, and it is shamed shame they're going to get unified, you know. Um because that's one of the things about the main roster. You go tag team titles, really, but with the UK title, it's beautiful.
1: I agree. You know, the tag, the the women's belt, the the world championship. Man, it's just a nice, nice design. A lot of gold. It just feels like a world championship. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> it's funny, you know, uh, looking at bronze belt in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, no, it, I agree 100%. It's such a shame that those designs are now retired. Yeah, well, Gallus fit NXT
0: like a glove. We mentioned this earlier. Their tag match, uh, tag title match versus Brooks and Jensen unfortunately ended in a count out, but Wolfie beat the shit out of Jensen during a match, which was nice. <laughs> I don't know if you thought this, but do yes. you think Gallus turned it up a little bit,
1: especially Wolfie?
0: Like, wasn't that UK. <laughs>
1: Oh, but I, I, you know what? That's another thing. Like Wolfie feels. I feel like he just he loves it. Like especially, I don't know if he heard the reception or whatever, and just got pumped up. But like he, he's a like, yeah, I agree. Definitely a different animal. Way more uncontrolled. I think would be the best way to put it. Like they Gallus as a group in general felt like you know like brawling badasses in this one. Uh, by comparison to the way that they look in NXT UK so I agree definitely Wolf, he was pumped to, to be in NXT I don't know what it is I don't know if he just wanted to beat up on the country boys on their turf because they're holding the tag belt that they held for so long but <laughs> but yeah yeah, it was great <laughs> yeah, no
0: yeah I loved it they me wrong. please don't let Brooks and Jensen been the last champs uh don't mind got some <laughs> retribution on Gallus then we see Charlie Dempsey joined chase right. for a lesson. Again it like I said, this was crazy. Uh Grayson Waller had no effect on me. Apollo's accent made an <laughs> appearance. Grimes beat Javier yes. Barnell. Indy Hartwell had little answer to Blair Davenport. Guys, we are not talking about NXT UK here. <laughs> We're talking about NXT. <laughs> Davenport uh managed to put away with a brain buster, called out NXT women's champion, getting Mandy Rose. Then who fucking Satamora showed up. This set up a triple threat unification <laughs> for it sees well collide. And if that wasn't enough, uh, Indy Wrestling waited until everyone cleared out and what was going to happen next? Dexter Loomis <laughs> returned and carried her away, gave her a note affirming his love before being arrested by the police <laughs> with a tear in my eye. Um, I loved it. Uh, this whole segment was great.
1: Yeah, it was so well done. You know, and then, like you said, even the the production of coming away or coming back from wherever they were doing to go right back to Indy still waiting by the ring. Like, I was like, wow, this is, like, it was really, really well done how they executed everything with the segments and all of that. Uh, I give the Florida audience a hard time, and I'm probably going to give them even more of a hard time throughout this review because they they really annoy me at times. But I did love the few people who were, who fit, who recognized the big damn deal that Mako Sodomora was? I did love the camera shots of the shocked fans and knowing that yo, no, this is this is not just some you know uh, regular. This is a legend coming through the curtain. So again, uh, it was great. This is all fun. Uh, you know, even Mandy's presence as champion, the confidence or whatever she spoke with didn't take away from this or anything. So yeah, man. And then having Dexter there. I kind of, uh, you know, him kind of leaving the note and then just giving himself up over to the laws. Uh, you know, it was funny to me because uh, I don't know. It's just, and maybe it's just me or just in the uh, uh, American thing or whatever. But I, I'm running. I'm not just gonna stand. there. As <laughs> soon as I left the door, and I see the lights. I'm taking off. But Dexter was really calm about it, so it is what it, it is. It but... literally went into <laughs> was fun, the shadows
0: though. of it. Yeah, right, uh... yeah, yeah. The thing is, well, people are going, why is this a triple threat? Well, anybody watching NXT UK knows Blair won that match to be, but also Miko's not going to get fucking pinned, you know. And another thing, and I don't have a chance to mention it, must remember it. Mandy Rose saying, "Put some respect to my name." It's really
1: working for me, and I never thought
0: yeah. it would. <laughs> like...
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent because again, you know, after you you know, after a reign as champion, you can start saying after a while of, as being champion. Yeah. It's all due to toxic attraction. I'll do. But once you start passing the name that she's starting to pass in her reign, Yeah. Like she, uh, at, at some point you guys are going to stop, you know, labeling me or looking at me as that same old Mandy Rose, put some respect on her name. And I, I agree the way she says it, the, the intensity and like the, the energy she gives off just screams like, no, pay attention to me. I, this is my show. And I, I, like again, I don't. I'm not. You know, really. Talk, the fans love her. There. I'm not really into to the thing they do. They've been doing as the people in Florida are. But <laughs> I really do get it because she felt like a real champion right there.
0: But the funny thing is as well is I. Like, I know it's it's sad that it's UK, but. Mandy Rose is now getting Blair Davenport, uh, Miko Samora as the kind of uh, and, right. and, and Kaylee Ray as a pattern. And I'm going, I'm not upset by this <laughs> like the women's division has drastically <laughs> improved over just one week, you know. So um we then we'll talk about Indy Hartwell as well. I just want to just a quick one, because obviously we've got loads to cover. But is Indy Hartwell bad in ring? Because her performance Late haven't been great, but is it because of who she's facing as well, or you know, or should we just let Roughcoats index? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, she's definitely still has growing pains I think the thing is, is that you know, uh, even if you're going against someone like a Blair Davenport who, who you can respect in the ring, the familiarity may not be there at all. I think she's way better with when she had people she was more familiar with when you had a Candice on her side and you had other wrestlers that had been in that system in the NXT system along with her you know uh I think she performed a little bit better in those situations when she was with people but when the changing of the guard kind of happened and it was more newer faces and now Indy is the one that has to lead I think or you know lead in certain cases when she's fighting certain girls and then now in like the Blair case now she's following again you see what I'm saying like that can mess you up in a way, you know, that can kind of screw up chemistry and all that. So I don't want to label her as just completely bad because she still has potential. I just think she has she needs room to grow and she has to get more familiar with a lot of these newer faces and just get more time too, like more actual ring time, not just camera time and all that. If she, you know, because that's another thing, her the length of her matches and maybe that has a lot to do with what she can do but a length of her matches pales in comparison to a lot of the other people who get as much TV time as her. So again, I think she's fine or at least okay, but she definitely can be better depending on her opponent.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting thing. I mean, we could argue about it, but it just seems we have to mention it because obviously other people go, Oh, you just leave it alone. But you know,
1: it's like, with no, you're it, true. It's... As of late, it's been pretty sloppy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely it's, been sloppy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, the dyad beat Queen uh, Wild and Cruz del Toro. And the, of the, the former members of the Gala del Fantasma stormed outside afterwards. And this car pulled up. And again, right, I'm going to say this now because we talked about Andrade in comparing with Santos. And I know Andrade had a more successful run, but when that car pulled up, the window came down, and Santos smiled. I <laughs> fucking had tears. In my eyes, as he said, (laughs) you didn't think I was going to leave you guys. The uh, family sticks together. Uh, And again, I was just going, Legado, Legado. Because it's, again, a group that we've seen, and they've left, and I know it's in defeat, whether it is, but they've ridden off to the sunset, and fair fucking play to them, you know, each of them as well.
1: Yeah, I, I really like the way they it's it's funny. Part of me part of the, the you know, just the fan in me was like, Oh, so stipulation just don't matter, I guess. Right. <laughs> but then the other part of me ignored that completely because of, like you said, just how great a moment it was and just how it just wouldn't be right if it was just Santo leaving and not his guys, his family, like you mentioned. And uh, you know, and I agree. I honestly I didn't think they were gonna be able to, but they actually was able to put over D'Angelo. And still be able to get away from it and do their own thing now going forward. I can't wait to see what's next for them in all honesty. But, yeah, I agree. This moment was just done absolutely perfectly. And I completely ignored the fact that the stipulation from Heat Wave went out the window. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> <laughs> the thing, though. It's a, it's a
0: shame. But again, if we get you know Legado on the main roster, all things will kind of be worthwhile there. We then get Tyler Bate versus Von Wagner. While the big man was difficult for him to pick up for the Tyler driver, the NXT UK champ improvised, hitting a corkscrew sent on to win. Good stuff. This is Bate at his best, especially against a big man. It's always good to see Von Wagner lose. And then the lights out, main Tiffany Stratton versus Wendy Chu. Stratton found an early edge, and we're going to dominate Chu. However, thanks to some clever use of unconventional weapons, Chu picked up the big win, ending it with a Vader bomb. Um, and I'll tell you what, credit to both. And again, Monty, bit like Mello Hayes, we we're going to get into in a little bit. You were bang on the money when it comes, I think, to Tiffany Stratton, because she is going to make, uh, I think, a lot of money uh, for the company. Yes,
1: I agree. I see. I, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but like, it's just there, man. She has it. She has it all the athleticism, the, of course, the look. And just, again, she, the timing of it. She's one of those people who seem to be picking up the training and everything at the right pace. And, uh, you know, this, this matchup was way more fun than it had any right to be. I stand by the fact that I did not think there are few who <laughs> was, uh, you know, Blood feud enough for a lights out match. But it still ended up very, very fun to watch. And uh, I also want to give, I think you even mentioned this in the past, like Wendy has found a way, no matter what the gimmick is, to make it work. And like that, I, I really want to give her props. Like if you can just ignore the silliness of her gimmick and just watch what she does, she's pretty good too. And I think she got a chance to shine here and you know kind of get a little bit of that heat back from how, how Tiffany ha- has been doing her. But, yeah, man, Tiffany, I, I see really, really big thing. A lot of people can definitely see uh, Nikita Lyons being the person that WWE wants to go behind, and I wouldn't be surprised. But please do not be shocked if Stratton ends up right next to her or even more successful than her because I think it's, it's all there, man. She has the tools. Now it's just all about putting it all together, you know?
0: Right. Now, backstage, the men and women signed the contracts for unif- uh, unification. Overall, this felt like an extended NXT UK. I had no problems with 2.0 this week. And then we had the for the Wells Collide August 30th. Grayson Waller beat Apollo Crews after a weird eye rake. Finn Balor had words for Brom Breaker. He said he made the NXT title. Don't underestimate Tyler. Um <laughs> The, the the messages from the former champions in the back. I don't think came bro. up with that idea, but it was fantastic, <laughs> wasn't it? You know,
1: like. Awful an idea. <laughs> and uh, then what Finn decided to say, like, I've beaten bigger guys yeah. myself, and I'm just like, ah, it's great, because <laughs> Tyler is the smaller guy here. Don't underestimate him. It was perfect, perfect.
0: Well, we had Katana Chance and Kaylin Carter versus Ivan Lowell and Tatum Paxley. Gigi Jones and JC Jane attacked Ivy Nile. That allowed uh, Chance and Carter to hit the net breaker for the win after the match do drop and Nikki Ash arrived to challenge for the NXT UK women's titles. Because why not? You know? Uh, I mean to be fair, if Nikki shows up as Nikki, <laughs> all bets are off for me. I won't mind this at all. But at this moment in time, it just felt we need this field. Here you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is there any available former wrestlers for NXT UK or from the UK that we can, that we can borrow here? That that's what it felt like. Yeah, hey, well, we, we need them. Come do come do the job, please.
0: We had some more Gacy Grimes nonsense. It's bad. You know it's bad when Cameron can't make it work. Chumper found from explained what the NXT title meant to him. Basil award Mandy Rose that failing on Sunday would hurt NXT and devalue so far. Alba Fire told Miko to win for NXT UK. Ray Ripley encouraged Blair. She went, well, yeah, you're probably who I'm left with, you know, but still. Uh, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon Henley lost a Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend. Charlie Dempsey made his in-ring debut and lost to Andre Chase. This is your fault, Monty. I don't know.
1: I don't know how it is your fault, but it is your fault, you know. I love Andre Chase and I was pissed. Like I'm sorry, I love him and I wasn't happy. So don't worry about it. Like because I'm like, bro, y'all have done nothing but portray Andre Chase as someone who can lose at any time. He win, he can win, but he loses most of the time. Please, why would you have Charlie, who hasn't, you know, in his first match, not get the fall? I just, I, I did not agree with that at all. So don't, don't feel bad. No, no, I blame, you, blame me. I'll I'll take I, did, it. I did,
0: I did, I <laughs> did. <laughs> um... Zoe so Stark beat Kiana James. Nathan Fraser and Axim agreed to a best of three Fools match at Well Collide. Axiom had no idea about NXT UK. I really like this with Fraser saying to him, <laughs> You you haven't got a clue how these Heritage Cup matches work? absolutely going, I suppose I don't. You and I, Monty, of course, know that uh, Axiom Axim's a former mm-hmm. A kid. And the very first Heritage Cup champion <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, like that. Uh, it's it's different it's weird that they actually made a joke for us. And I appreciated it. Yeah.
1: That's... I loved it. I loved it. And it also just made it even more hilarious, I think, a couple of weeks later when Vic says, Oh, ah, the first ever meeting between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh uh, i was like yeah okay technically you're right big technically okay sure
0: <laughs> really really good stuff diamond mine and gallus were an even match throughout their well match until Rodrick strong arrived damon Kemp was too focused on strong even taking time to stomp his phone leading to lariat from joe Coffey to seal the win uh fatal four-way booked and then in the main event segment hayes and william stormed to the ring um uh, because their LXD North America champion was off the Wells Collide card. card. Ricochet interrupted to make clear he wanted the title match, knocking both men down and grabbing the belt. Well, better late than never. And I love Ricochet. You know, my my best mate shared knickknacks for him. You know, we love him. But we we (laughs) wanted Dar. You know, come on. That's who we wanted. But I suppose Ricochet is a good second.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think maybe it was a time crunch because I would have liked if we would have found a way to either, if not incorporate the rounds format into it, at least give Dar like you said a North American title shot or something. But I don't know. I, I really would have been into that if they would have found a way to put, you know, even if it, even even if it's not cup versus title or whatever, uh, it, it just still would have been fun to get that because again, he represents NXT UK. Ricochet, only, the, only thing, the only connection we have is that he's a former North American champion. He's uh, incredible. Everyone, like you said, I, I love Ricochet too. But yeah, this was not, I would have definitely preferred Noam Dar, but I can't complain because I knew it was going to be uh, uh, just two great athletes doing what they do. So I, I still was looking forward to it, but yeah, I was definitely bummed that they couldn't find a way to get the Heritage Cup champion in in, in on this.
0: It is a shame, but we're going to move on now to, like I said, the last official connection to NXT UK is Wells Collide. Let's hope they can win some matches. Uh, September 4th, and we kick off with Roddy Strong was beaten Bloodily in the bloody car park. I mean, seriously, guys, cameras, how many fuck. We talked about this last month. How many times does that need to happen? It is <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Uh, and then we get how McK- do we not have cameras already out there? <laughs> how no, many, how at many attacks, point.
0: how many, you know, things would have been stopped here? It's worse than like only murders in the building. It's like only attacks in the car park. Just put cameras <laughs> there. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, Sam Please. Rosenberg. We get a sit down with Mello and Trick. He puts Ricochet over and tells us he's elevated the title. He says, um, when you think, well, like you said, talk about Elevated Sightle. When you think he's beating Gagano, Solo, and Dunn, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is crazy to think. Um, you were bang on about him. You were really, I mean, I remember when I first introduced, cause I just lost Swerve, so I was pissy anyway. Right. And you said, hey, he said, <laughs> I went, no, he's not fucking anybody. And you were right, you know. Uh, another thing I was wrong about is that it wasn't Pete Rosenberg, it's Sam Roberts. But they're so interchangeable. Uh, it's, like Tom or, yeah. it's like Tom or Todd Phillips. <laughs> I don't know. They're both bald, both got beards. You know. I, I don't want to be this guy saying all white people look similar, but can you at least do <laughs> something for this? Uh, I don't know if you saw Kickoff, but we saw some nice phone acting by Brutus. Not many people can get that right. Uh, Julius... Is just an angry hager, and Damon is so stiff. He's like a robot, you know. Say, I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. I should stay focused. Um, Toxic Attraction aren't happy. They wanted to unify the tag titles. We saw a great Primo Phoenix NXT Championship, and Andy Shepard joined with a bad connection, which was which is a oh. shame. But I I can't <laughs> complain about that. Um, good luck, kid. Didn't like his top. And then the main show, the with Triple H in charge though, this felt like an old takeover. But yes, this is the end, Monty of NXT UK. But it was a great opening promo. Uh, CNX UK made me smile, but it is bittersweet, you know.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. It set the tone perfectly, but uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't agree more. It definitely ended up, you know, leaving that. That that taste in your mouth, like damn man, it really is over, you know. And I think, uh, even though it set the tone for the night nicely and all of that, it was still hard. Especially as the as the results started to turn out, <laughs> it was it was getting tough as a UK fan. You know what I'm saying? As a fan of some of these people in the brand, it definitely <laughs> was getting tough.
0: <laughs> On the plus side, I liked the spinning weld at the entrance. So you see, I'm taking positives. I, I was watch. mad
1: cuz I didn't notice it. <laughs> I didn't it took to come out until I seen it, you know? <laughs>
0: I didn't know if it was on I the screen it. or not, but I was like, "No, that is that is just there spinning, that's right." Uh, I love to think someone's just it's in a warehouse somewhere now just spinning around by itself. <laughs> Uh, then we started with the NXT North American Championship match, Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes. Hayes' entrance included a jersey bearing the names of every challenger he conquered during his time in NXT, followed by one with nice. Ricochet's Shaves on it in an attempt to play nine games. I mean, again, you were right. Uh, what can I say? Like, the entrance in itself just screamed star, and it's something that no one else yes. is doing where it's like your list of your victims.
1: Right. Yeah. And then another thing is like an American basketball, you know, callback, but it's a reverse. Usually when your jersey is in the rafters of a basketball arena, you were a legend for that team who, you know, who arena you're in or something like that. Uh, uh, But in his case, he switched it to where I'm putting your name in the rafters because I owned you and, you know, I beat you. And I just I love that confidence and the way he kind of took something from another sport and, you know, made it his own. It's just a great concept.
0: Without a shadow of a doubt. And into the match, the arrogant champion his high-flying challenger delivered a surprisingly physical, hard, high-energy display of athleticism. Hayes and Ricochet excited spots that were fresh, unique, and escalated the intensity of the match. Hayes caught Ricochet with a beautiful springboard clothesline that saw him launch himself halfway across the squared circle. Champion (laughs) and challenger took off the ropes, launched himself off with a springboard, and collided mid-air with a double crossbody. Let me just say that again. (laughs) <laughs> Both men went off the second yes. rope and met each other mid-air. It was like a in fast and a furious stunt of of meeting <laughs> in the middle. They, they they defied gravity. They were up there for about ten seconds. It seemed like. Yes. In the end, it was tra- down, man. Ugh, It's just fucking unbelievable. It was a distraction Friday by ricochet wiping out Trick Williams that provided Hayes the moment reprieve he needed to roll out the way of a shooting star. When Ricochet landed on his feet, Hayes caught him with a small package for the win and successful title retention. But what a f- not Let me talk about the open exchange was, was epic. The exchange yeah. uh, with the fan, with the chop, was brilliant. With Ricochet getting oh, the fan to okay. But Melo's look at the fan afterwards actually yes. got a lot. And
1: that's oh, thank the, you, you noticed it. The interaction Jesus. is just,
0: yeah, it's just what you want. Um As for the match, though, like I said, Melo don't miss. But I I cannot believe I've watched a match where Melo outsold Ricochet. Like, to anybody to out, I was just like, wow.
1: Yes, he made him look like a million bucks, man. It was a spectacle. Uh, Over here, we say 100 miles per hour. So they were just going full speed. Two, Two incredible athletes, man. Like you said, Fast and the Furious stunts. Legit is what I felt going into this. And they're just doing what they do best. And Melo, at this point, I I was about to say he has really good chemistry. Ricochet, shocking, but I was like, at this point, I I just have to say he has good chemistry with everybody. (laughs) Because I've been into mostly pretty much every defense he's had. But, yeah, man, they was on the same page here this entire match. I agree, man, that chop. He made that fan's night, by the way, but the way he – the way. Melo looked at that fan. I actually had to rewind and I showed my my my, my wife that because I was like, "Yo, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, just look at the way he stared his fan down. It's like, okay, yeah, all okay. right. Like, if I wasn't hurting right now, I'd slap the hell out of you, for that. But I just loved it. I love the energy from that. Just that one moment, little things like that, like you said, is why I know he's gonna be a big star. But uh, man, man, it, it, like I said, it may not have like the the greatest storytelling to it. But everything they did looked awesome, and uh, it was just a great opener because it set that tone for what the night could have been. I don't necessarily know how you can set the tone any better, man. And honestly, it would have been perfect with less trick, less interference, of course. But I did not mind the finish of Melo surviving Ricochet because not only does it continue to – it continues his reign, but this is like, in my opinion, I I don't think he's ever had one where he escaped and won the match. Like usually he end up finding a way to end up hitting that leg drop some way, shape, or form or something like that. But the way since him since he escaped Ricochet it added a nice little uh you know unique finish for this, but uh I still expected a more definitive finish. So I ended up giving it four and a half stars, but this is great. You know, I just I really, really loved it. They were on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love this. We talk about Trick, he's the perfect partner for him but every friend yeah. should know about him, you know, but then again, it does start from the top, Drew. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> if, if people <laughs> knew, point. you know, uh, but again, for me, it was just, wow. Like, for, we know how yeah. ricochet is, but with Melo to, like I said, outselling was so, because Ricochet's so good at what he does, and Melo was mm-hmm. just, he just stepped up to that level, and looked so comfortable, and, and I was just so into this. But I gave it a five out of five because it's, like you said, maybe oh, more, you. Than more than a week's build. But it's like when, and it, and again, it felt like an old takeover. You know, especially when it's a yeah. weekend. We just had, we, what we forget, <laughs> re, re, you know, reviewing it at this point. We just had which I don't know if anybody listened, but I was there. Then if I mentioned it, uh, but also like I said, we have a W all out that night and then trick up right. then Mello mellow Ricochet come out and just do that. And it's like, yeah, this is what NXT is all about, you know? And, and it was fucking brilliant. And even at the end, when the Ricochet's Jersey, you know, changed color to say he was just another victim. So to speak, uh, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, for this, well we actually did do bonus predictions, bonus leagues at this moment, Gina, Jackson, Monty on 6, I am on 10, so it'll be interesting to see what we do, predictions, we all went haze, so we are all on one point, we then get a nice Roxanne video Quincy Ellie is coming I'll leave that there, and an epic Miko video, wrestling on Nitro man, like I said this is what I liked about the show people go, what a legend Miko is you see her wrestling on an old night trail, you go, fucking hell. You know, just that's how long right. you has been going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, to see the footage and just, yeah. like, think about it, it's like, wow, this is – a lot of fans weren't even alive. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, some of us were. So uh, we get a fatal four-way innovation <laughs> match for the Unified NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Fallon Henry and Lash Legends accompanied Briggs and Jensen pretty deadly respectively, and wasted a little time brawling at ringside as their rivalry continued. Lash does not fit. It would be like me with them. Just does not work at this moment in time. I could <laughs> I could hear JR shouting, we need another ref as well in this one, because this was carnage. Oh, yes. This was K-R. carnage <laughs> yeah, to begin with. All big men just flying about. Uh, and then we see Jensen go to the top and falling on his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. He was quickly eliminated by Gallus. Oh,
1: I had uh, to rewind, by the way, because <laughs> they, they did a good job of pretending that uh, coffee, I think, I think it was coffee or Wolfie had something to do with that, but it, but was... <laughs> it was funny as hell to rewind back. You know, like,
0: you know, when you pick out wrestlers like Melo or, you know, not to say Stratton and they perform well. They're saying about picking a wrestler and going, I don't like him, and then seeing him fall on his fucking, <laughs> literally falling on his fucking face. I told you. Um, well, the Creed brothers, though, delivered a modified version of the Road Warriors Doomsday device to send Gallus packing after pinning Wolfgang. So our picks are gone in this matchup. Julius dominated the action showcasing his athletic prowess and Rad Dolan pretty deadly around. There was a late match ref bump caused by Brooks him back into the arena. And then the shocking betrayal. I don't mind a Damon Kemp. And for a second, I didn't think we were going to get it because he hit it. But as soon as he picked up that chair, everybody was Ooh, just like, man. yeah, we know what's going to happen here.
1: He's about um, to do it. <laughs> Kemp flattered
0: Julius with a chair. And Prince scored the pinfall victory and solidified him and Wilson's place at the top of the tag team mountain. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Why the fuck didn't I go for them? What was wrong with me? How much do I love
1: Pretty Deadly? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think, too, I think another thing is, like, I was so I was so mad. Because once the creeds were took out, I was, i mean, uh, no. Once the creeds took out Gallus, yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah, they got it. The creeds has this in the bag. Then they're gonna retain. They're gonna do it. I was—I was, I was hoping that we got a UK, and it was like literally me. I'm like, they haven't been in 2.0 that long, but they've been in 2.0 long enough for me to not think about their connection for you to the UK for a second there. I guess. I don't <laughs> know why. I know that, that, that they were—you know—they were NXT Utah Tag Champions when I started reviewing, so I know that, but still. <laughs> I guess the 2.0 funk was on them or whatever. And I just <laughs> forgot about it completely. But I definitely regretted it after that. But that finish, I, I like I said, the Creed's were just impressive. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, Julius. Julius, 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 man. And we'll talk about some more stuff, I think, on the anniversary show about this guy. But, man, I really I am. Mean, Julius is, is my guy. I don't know. I'm really in the, <laughs> not, not that I don't like the Creed's in general. They're great. But Julius, man, I'm trying to tell you. He's, he's he's special, but one, I knew, though, the thing that kept me in, into this towards the end, even though I was thinking that the uh, creeds had this in the bag, uh, I knew. I was like, Roddy Strong got... They showed us Roddy Strong the aftermath of him getting attacked for a reason, but I still was shocked because it was so well done. The angle in which he, he swung the chair and coming in with the spear first kind of mm-hmm. threw me off, too. So I was like, yeah, this is really, really well done. So And then I was watching it live, so it it just ended up turning out perfectly, and I did not mind Pretty Deadly winning because, again, I'm just like you. I love Pretty Deadly, and uh, I that I definitely would prefer them as a matter. Like, like we said, as long as it wouldn't Brooks and yeah, combining matter. this, we were fine. Mind. So, yeah, man, I gave this four stars. This was a lot of fun. A Lot of fun. This
0: is the thing. Like, I'm gonna count this as an X UK win. I know they're on 2.0. No, but yeah, please do. Yeah, got, we gotta take this. They need you know. it. <laughs> really fun match. Why, Damon, why? Uh, but I don't care. It's really annoying, that we like said, pretty deadly. Double side plate check as well. And it's like, man, I yeah, should have yeah. just... But it, with the group thing, you feel like an idiot sometimes. Well, I'm not making an excuse, but with predictions, if everybody's not mm-hmm. like Gallus and you are going, well, if I go against it, am I just being too, you know, is it... But again, it's not about that. Right. I'm going to give it a four and a quarter uh, predictions. We all went gallus, so we're still all on one. Tony D doesn't want any bad fish, so uh, he asks Grimes, who uh, if he wants to join the family. Grimes, stop walking around backstage. It's not working, you know. You're going to get right. You're going to get beaten up by Diamond Mine next or something like that. Um, <laughs> we get the triple threat match to unify the NXT and the NXT UK Women's Championships. We get ribbons for Miko's entrance. She went, and I tell you something about Miko. She commands respect. Like when she walks, people stop and look. Right, and it's not presence. Yeah, yeah, just what it is. It's that she doesn't need to do anything. It's just you know, you know. It's like Bret Hart as champion. It's just there is someone you should respect that is carrying himself, kind of you know, legend. Uh, what I thought was a bit weird was Mandy arriving in a car, even though we saw her earlier. So did she just get in the car and then drive around? Uh, again, <laughs> each to the own. She was sporting a USA-themed attire, which again, USA. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. America. Yeah, whatever. against, against the, for the UK title, <laughs> against the New Zealander and someone from Japan. Yeah, that's, that's Japanese, what it about. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was competitive sure. hard-fought match, though. That saw Mandy Rose hang yeah. with two superb professional wrestlers and never once look out of place. Uh, she never looked like she didn't belong either. Instead, choosing uh, this night to live uh-huh. her best in-ring performance to date. Late far. The, yeah, late in the match, Victor tried for a running knee. Davenport dodged it and scored a roll-up. Satmo broke it up uh, with the Scorpio rising. But Rose re-emerged, rocked Davenport... <laughs> with a kiss from a rose and earned the wind and the title unification. Um, just before we talk about the match, I know people saying 313 days for Mandy is a great rain. Miko had a rain over 440. I'm I'm just saying, you know, yeah. just, just in case, yeah. for the perspective. Yeah, uh, Oscar, <laughs> I mean, we,
1: we can go there. We can go there if you want.
0: Much like Mello earlier, though, Mandy bought yeah. her A game for Miko. Hell yeah, uh, this was a fun match.
1: Yeah, man, she stepped it up. Like I think, I think that I think she knew she was in there. Like you said, with a legend and somebody like Blair who. You know, even if she may not have the name worldwide, she definitely has the name the name across like in different pockets of the world because of what she's done and her talent uh, as a champion. Also, so, uh, yeah, man, this was this is like in the the fans were definitely rooting for Mandy. Like she was by far the favorite in there, even though you know that's another reason why I can't stand them. But I get it. This was the best. I've seen her look, though, man. And just her biggest moment easily by far as champion. The most champion she has felt like. She's just, just the most that she's ever felt like a champion to me in her run. And just like you said, as the match progressed, it almost just felt like Mako and Blair were there to legitimize her even more because that's just how much of this match she was taking part of. If you remember in the early in her run, I think it was against uh, I think it was a triple threat against Kaylee and Io, uh, right? I want to say that's what it was. But in that match, that match was put together a totally different Like Mandy was in it, but she was usually spoiling things, and she came to take advantage towards the end. They protected her a lot. I, I even mem- remember saying that. In this one, this was not the case. She was here. She, I really give her props, man, because like you said, she she even pulled out like a superplex or whatever and all that stuff that I've never really watched Mandy do. To an extent, so uh, and then everyone else looked. Great. I thought everyone had moments where they look, had where they looked great and looked like they had a chance to win. And then that execution of the uh, of the finish and the the knee and by the way, I love the kids from a roll name. That's a great. I didn't. I, I don't know if they've ever been using that a lot. Have I I've just been missing it? But I like that for the for the finish. And uh, yeah, man, four and a quarter, man. This is like you said, really competitive, and ended up being way better than I uh, thought coming into it and i have to give mandy all the props in the world that was a championship performance
0: yeah it really grew it really grew into a good showing for all three I'd love to finish as well like i said with miko being protected four and a half from me predictions all miko apart from me that went mandy rose so i do lead two one at this moment in time <laughs> but that, as you know, Monty, is not going to fucking last. <laughs> uh, I'm a man, my word, though. I'm going to stick by that main event prediction. Alba Fire promo, Wesley promo, and then the NXT Women's Tag Team Title Match, Kylen Carter, Kylen Charles versus Drop and Nikki Ash. And for the majority of the bout, the main roster duo looked like the vastly superior team dominating the competition.
1: Dominant. Yeah. Late In
0: the match, Gigi and Jane appeared, drawing the attention of Ash, who fended them off, but missed Chance and Carter taken out Dewdrop to win the match and retain their titles. Did it? This felt like filler, and I think it was treated as such. But did they yeah. really have to book it like
1: this? I hated it, man. I really hated the way it turned out because, you know, uh, I, I don't. I, before I do that, I do want to say I did love them. Tr- Low key trying to explain why Nikki and Piper were there. Like at the beginning, they were like, "Ah, two two, you know, you know, flag bearers and trailblazers of women's wrestling in the UK." You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, "Ah, okay, I guess that's enough of a connection." (laughs) But anyway, uh, Cardiff, yeah, like they're just grasping at straws to explain why this match is happening. But anyway, Cardiff has, uh, I did think for the most part. Uh, they move at a completely different pace than they used to in these matches. So I think their their cohesiveness as a team has gotten much better, and I think that's great since they are champions now. But, yeah, Nicky and Drop ended up impressing me, impressing me most of it. It just kind of made me want to see them more with more in-ring time consistently on the main roster or wherever they are, because I really like to watch them in control. Every time Nikki Cross with, uh, or Nicky Ash would put, one uh, did the thing when she put him in the ring apron. It just gave me flashbacks to the Cross days when she was a crazy lady, and I was just like, ah, oh, I miss, I miss Nikki Cross so much. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, I hated the way they did that finish though because even though Carl and Chance showed that they had a lot of fight in them, with Toxic Attraction coming in and doing it like that, it just did not help the new champs at all establish themselves in any way. Because, like you mentioned, throughout the match, they felt like they had no chance against Drop and Nicky. And just for it to end flat like that, I, I really did not like the way they decided to put this together. But anyway, I gave it three and a half stars because it was, you know, again, solid for the most part. Really, to me, until Toxic Attraction music. Hit.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll give it three and a quarter. But like you said, I just felt it was a bit like, ugh, like we had so yeah. much momentum going after those first three matches. and But then again, you needed, I guess, a breather before the right. main event. But... Excuse me, it felt like Vincent Mann booking this match. You know, it's like Rey Mysterio's world yeah. title reign of just kind of getting destroyed and then fluking your way out of it. I'm, right. all, in. I'm all in for Nikki Cross and Dewdrop or Piper Niffin, you know, getting their characters back. But at the moment, <laughs> the tag yeah. division in NXT needs uh, a lot of work. Uh, predictions, mm-hmm. Gina went Drop. the West Us went for the NXT champs. So I'm on three, hmm. Monty Jackson two, Gina on one. Uh, Grayson Waller doesn't want to join Schism. His mum is disgusted by him, so he tells <laughs> her to love go fuck you. herself. I mean, that is just Grayson Waller.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that was great. Like, that was like, oh, man, what an asshole. I loved it so. It was, it was the delivery. Too. That's the thing. Like usually, people do that. You have to get the delivery right when you're gonna do those swerves. And he had the facial expression and everything because you look genuinely disappointed for a second, just for a second. It did the true Gracie Wall showed up. So it was yeah, it was really really good stuff. Really really good.
0: And the thing is with Waller as well, and again, not to get too much into it, but you see this delivery for the promo, you see obviously what happened with Gagano back at the start, you just think yeah. they've not kind of gone more with him at this moment in time, and I don't know if it's just because of an in-ring perspective of just trying to find the kind of the right thing. I don't yeah. think the Apollo storyline is it's going to work, because obviously that's what it was about, but you know, we'll get into that. Uh, we've got the main event to get annoyed with, or enjoy, <laughs> as other people would say, the NXT, <laughs> the NXT UK Championship Unification Match, Bron Breaker versus Tyler Bate. Breaker came out first. The crowd was red hot, particularly for the Brit, who went to the arena mm-hmm. to the big pop. Moments after a brief video looking at the lineage of this championship, the Wall of Champions, Bate, done. Walter, and and you know at that point, Monty, you thought, fuck, James might be right here.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. The the atmosphere, the big strong boy chance, it was just (laughs) – it was definitely – I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I might be in trouble.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing is with me, I um, caught up with Wells Collide a a little bit later because obviously he was coming off 24 hours from The Clash. After that, such a big defeat with Drew – I still managed to watch this main event live, which might have even crushed me even more. But at that point in time, I was ready for some good news on the weekend with Bate coming out. And it was a high drama main event. It featured several near falls and false finishes that our fans believe in. They're about to witness history. Only for the resilient double tough opponent to battle back in the match. Late it appeared as though Bate was supposed to win with a Tyler driver and that near fall broke my fucking heart.
1: Yeah.
0: Tyler Low Yeah, I
1: thought
0: that was it. But Tyler, when he got the uh, the foot on the rope after Breaker's train up press slam, I actually thought, hang on a minute, it might be here. He rocks him with a hard right hand, and as he went for one of my favorite, it was actually my move of the year in like 2017, <laughs> Monty that gladiator off the I rope.
1: Think. Yeah.
0: Like but it. he got hit with a spear from Breaker. <sighs> Who earned the <laughs> win and um, both championship? Bait being a gentleman in the British manners, as it was, yeah. presented <laughs> the UK and NXT title to Bron. But we could have had Tyler two belts. But instead, we've got Bron. Uh, I did watch this twice. And I was thinking at the start, Bait wrestled circles around it. But I think Bron did come into it. Um... I mean, what are your thoughts on this, first and
1: foremost? Yeah, man. Believe it or not, I was just, I came really impressed with both of them, you know, because again, and maybe it's because of all the stupid stuff with the schism and whatever else they've had Braun do, but as champion at times. But man, this was by far his best performance to me uh, as champion, you know, right up there with maybe a couple, maybe up there with the stuff he did with Dolph. Like, this was. This is, like, still, like, yeah, top-notch stuff for Brown here. Or stuff with Chompa, because that wasn't bad either. But he was still, you know, relatively fresh. This is, like, now I feel like the timing. Like, they were hitting on all cylinders here. And they're both just unreal athletes. Like, the explosiveness, I always say this about braun but i I really got put on notice to just how explosive bait can be also and with that frame it's always just a, a, a spectacle to watch him do what he does uh best and uh, you know and like you said after all the bait matches we watched over just in a span of time I'm pretty sure I know how good he is so I really was trying to see just how like could how was braun lagging in any way from to me the more I watched this match I actually thought, that both guys had, you know, had moments to shine, and they again, I, they, a lot of people will say this all the time, and I get it. He shines with big guys or whatever, and you know, to be fair, he's not the biggest, so it's a lot of pe- a lot of people can fit that description when it comes to him as far as like height goes. But the big strong boy can do anything, man, and like it don't matter who he's going against. Like that's what he feels like watching. He's almost superhuman at times. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 the formula is just perfect to me, and I thought Braun looked like he belonged here, you know. And uh, and even like it made me feel like for a second that I can erase the Gazy stuff. It's hard to because it was that bad, but for a while, this is this is the champion. This is what we focus on. This version of Braun, screw all the stupid stuff they had going on months ago or whatever. And uh, yeah, man, that Tyler Driver that spot, I just thought it was over. But man, he made the no, bait made that spear look like 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 death like that was the best spear I was, I don't know if it was just cuz of the size difference or what it was but that spear just came just was so beautiful to me i thought they both came out of it looking great so i honestly and you are probably going to think I'm, I'm i'm tripping but i i i couldn't braid it i couldn't take anything away from it like i gave it five stars like i really really enjoyed this match and it's here we go again with another perfect bait match Tell me, have you heard that
0: before? <laughs> well, this is the thing. And, and the thing is about with bait. and it's not just working with a bigger man, it's working with the odds against him is where Tyler works yeah. at his best. You know, even... And the thing is, coming up, bringing Saint from a loss, and I hate to say it because, you know, but Tyler is one of those guys, where even if people watched this match before, saw the match a before, and Bron, well, Bron's going to beat Tyler easy. After watching the match... For bronze, actually winning because of what Tyler brought, and, he, and Tyler's done that with Volta before. He's done it with, you know, yeah. you know saying, with Gallus and all these kind of people. It's the heart and determination of him, and there is, even though he's not like, you know, big promos, there, there is a connection people have with Tyler yes. Bay, and you've seen it even in proper NXT, and you just you feel for him. And again, I'm not comparing him to any other wrestlers. You know, before or after him or something like that. But it's that kind of Shawn Michaels ability of actually caring when he's getting kind yes. of beaten up and bringing him back. And like I said, it's a damn shame. It's the end of the NX UK title. But we talked about earlier the quality of the champions and the title matches. <laughs> makes Even it one, this match. Well, it yeah. makes it one of the greatest titles of all time, without a doubt. It wasn't to be this right. weekend would be a fucking understatement when it came to the results. But, you know, wow. when you think of. Bron is twenty-four, Bate five, oh, and Tyler ass. is a ten-year veteran. This yes. is the future. You can see Bron and Bate, and I'm going to make another point about, about uh, another couple of wrestlers in a bit. But Bron and Bate, in all seriousness, for the next twenty years could be. Well, Bron mm-hmm. definitely, Bron definitely is going to be on top. You know, there's no unless he does a right. Kennedy or whatever it is. Like, there's no doubt. Uh, but with Bate. For twenty five, like I said, watching him become a man—it is cool. every fan in that arena uh, loved Bate. You know, and and another thing mm-hmm. I loved as well about this was actually weighed on commentary, and again, it's another kind of thing he's talking about. Talk about his generation, you know, coming up with Sheamus and Drew, and talk yeah. about it was it was a previous generation of of uh, Fit Finlay and Regal before Regal and Bate yeah. now being this new generation and following in their footsteps and it seems crazy but this is what Tyler Bate has to do now is follow in the footsteps of those who came before him whether it would be a McIntyre whether it would be a British Bulldog or whoever to see what mm-hmm. he can achieve but all in all I thought it was great like I said the only reason I gave this four and three quarters is because I can't award a five star to a prediction you know <laughs> when it breaks me this much The predictions hurt, they hurt (laughs) more than anything, you know. I went bait with Jaxie and and I said I had to. Monty and Gina went wrong, so the final scores uh, is myself and Monty on three, Jaxie and Gina on two. What does that mean? Well, it means me and Monty get a point, so the prediction leads for the bonus. Gina and Jaxie on six, Monty on seven, I am on 11. But as you know, Monty... It's coming up because I think we've only got three three more WWE events coming this year. So, you know, one more AEW show and a bonus. So it's all on the line. Match of the night for me was the North America title. Uh, Unbelievable stuff. Uh, Obviously, you went the main event for that one. Uh, Who would be your MVP of the night and what would be your rating out of (laughs) ten?
1: Yeah, man, my rating out of 10, like I said, it was only one match that kind of took the energy of this night down. So I'd give us a strong maybe like nine, maybe in a quarter, maybe. I think that'll be accurate. Maybe I could I could go a little higher or a little lower. But, yeah, I still I still liked it. I think I'd give it like in that range as far as a show rating. Uh, my MVP by far, Tyler uh, I have no problem with doing that. Even though Braun won the match again, it's just, I don't know what it is about the formula or just like what he does. It may have a little bit to do with how much I watch him in NXT UK 2 recently, but still, I'm just over the moon. I can watch a Tyler Bate match any day. doesn't matter when it happens. I, give me some recommendations if it's something I haven't seen. Also, <laughs> besides that, uh, overall though, I must say this. As someone who, uh, who... Ended up feeling great because of the way my predictions went that weekend. I must say, I don't know what the hell, WWE. <laughs> I don't know why, he wanted to, why they wanted to give you guys the finger, <laughs> as in the UK. They wanted <laughs> well, to just no, give was... you guys the biggest finger possible that weekend, <laughs> for some is, reason. The,
0: the thing is, it's like, it's, uh, it's you know, like the invasion <laughs> angle or something like that. It's like, we know we're the outsiders, you know, when it's like UK came. Yeah. The Americans aren't going to let us win. You know, no offence you guys as a nation, but we knew that. It's just nice to kind of be, for one weekend, like we talk about, to have right. two events. To have, in all seriousness, no, 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 man, but like, to have two events that were prime time UK time, you know, 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock, to be able to watch this before, mm-hmm. you know, leaving the work on a Monday and be felt, no, this is them showing us respect, you know, and the way the the crowd, right. uh, the, the whole clash event was, even in defeat, you, you know it's a big moment when Seth Rollins is still mentioning the crowd two weeks later on Raw, you know, when they're still showing clips right. of what happened and, and hopefully from this um, UK can uh, can take over NXT now. You know, we've, we've got the talent, they've come up, let's, yeah. let's take over. You know, we, we might have lost this time but if you look at You know, and this is what I try and come to towards the end of the show, with Tyler Bate, or Jordan Devlin, or Pretty Deadly, Katie Ray. You know, we've got a chance now to, A-Kid, Nathan Fraser, to to dominate Mm -hmm. without him realising. So let's hope something comes from this. And yes, we might have not had the results we wanted, but as being a Briton, sir, we always don't have the results we want. You know, so I guess
1: (laughs) we have to do
0: a bit. And what's with so we don't talk about what we've scored it or what you know who we've given it to uh, before we start. But I did give it nine and a at uh, nine and a quarter out of ten, saying it was the best NXT nice. show in years, and Tyler Bate yes. was my MVP as well because, like I said, he showed the world what he could do, and that is an introduction to the character. Uh, that we want, so all in all, really great stuff. We've still got two episodes of NXT to cover, uh, so we should get straight on to it. September sixth, Tyler Bate came out to say thank you for losing, I suppose. Uh, Gallus came out and said he let Britain down. He did, <laughs> but he wasn't the only one that weekend. I will say, Breaker came right. out. Breaker came out to even the odds. and remember. <laughs> One NXT talent equals two NXT UK guys. Just remember that, you'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, but pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Double side plate check, but Lash chatting shit. And Miko is disappointed. Cora J put a foot in her mouth, but Miko chose Roxy over Jade. Nikki Ash and Doodrop got revenge for Wells Collide by beating Toxic Attraction. It's weird though, because they hate each other on Raw. It's like, if only one guy was controlling <laughs> all the creative, it would make more sense. Right. You know, <laughs> but uh, obviously. it's
1: a great point. <laughs> also, another another. I want to give them props, though. Someone was someone watches NXT UK, because I love the young women flocking to make up for a match. Just love it. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that's great. Because she is that, like, yes, you could, she make her own matches still. I really love that element.
0: <laughs> when you've got that much respect, you know. Apollo has a red eye, I will say. Jordan Devlin wants some of Vic Joseph, but had to settle with beating Wesley. It was was a fun match, I suppose. (laughs) Tony D gave Pretty Deadly an espresso. Uh, One year anniversary of 2.0 coming up. Should we really be celebrating? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Rico versus Roxanne Perez. Um, We see the final boss connecting a big kick. Days Perez, and then put the young star away with Scorpio Rising. Cora Jade attacked afterwards, but even Roxanne knew this was a big match for her. It's even like me yeah. is there, and you can just see the, the color drain out the face. You know, going oh shit. Oh, yeah, I can't she was shaking.
1: She was like, oh my god, yeah. She's like she. You can just see the nerve. They, you're like, yeah, like she was like a yeah, Rick, <laughs> but. She pulled it together though, like you said, you could tell this was a big deal, and it just showed again another thing reinforcing. If you don't know anything about Mako, if you haven't watched her at all, right? Right in that moment, you learned okay, this is someone that you have to respect, and this is and again, no, it's nothing like it, man. It's nothing like it.
0: No, the respect between the two as well was quite nice after the match. Ricochet. Beatrick Williams. We get a nice uh Damon promo explaining why he did what he did. W- why did we not get more <laughs> of this? Like literally he explained yes, everything perfectly. He was
1: the one that oh attacked God. Roddy.
0: He destroyed Diamond Mind. Yes, please.
1: <laughs> yes, finally. And then it was such a lengthy few, you'll understand. I've been how long I've been telling you, can we get this diamond? Mine? Can they break up or not? I told you that months ago. Can they just go ahead and do it? But it I just love him explaining how he was playing in the seed, playing both sides, and how he felt disrespected. And you mentioned, you're right, in tone when he speaks a lot of time. He was very robotic. I don't know. Someone told him something because that pre tape, he he had a lot of, you know, arrogance and attitude with it that made you feel like and honestly he honestly made me agree with him. <laughs> it <that like>, might <laughs> make sense. Like, Like, damn, Damon, that make a lot of of shit.
0: (laughs) Michael Hayes said it, you know, he said with The Hill, as long as he believes what he's doing, then he will always be right in his own mind. And you can understand, it's like all the great villains in the world. Yeah, I can understand he was getting pissed off, but how many times did Roderick Strong and Diamond Mind fuck around and leave him alone? And it's just like, it's surprising how well it was put together. And you're going, (laughs) fuck, yeah.
1: Yeah, was great. Nice um, job.
0: Unfortunately for Cameron Grimes, he didn't want to join Tony D's family, so got beaten up for <laughs> his trouble. Axiom versus Fraser is a best of three matches as opposed to a best two out of three or three fools matches, which I'm pretty sure they fucking originally said because we even did redi- uh, predictions. Yeah. But I don't mind. I don't mind three matches. Uh, Nathan Fraser wore down the knee of Axiom but could not put the superhero away. Who sealed his win with a running leg ladder. I tell you something, though, Nathan must yeah. have taken a pair of old Rollins tights. I don't know if you. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I noticed that too. I was like, "What the hell?" I mean, it was nice, nice looking gear, but it definitely felt like, uh, you know, a mini Seth Rollins or something. There, man. It was, it was a great little shot, but yeah, just panic. This was incredible. When he, when he started...
0: Um, When he starts dyeing his hair and go around to (coughs) Becky Lynch's place. (laughs) No, you're not, you're not, Seb. You're Um, not him,
1: okay? (laughs) But
0: as you say, though, it was a great match. NXT UK lives on in a way.
1: Yeah, man, exactly. And uh, I just love the fact that, you know, once they just kind of got going full speed, you can just hear the investment of the fans. And again, it's just like, all right, it made me feel good because it's like, you know what? It may be different circumstances and all of that, but at least a lot of a lot more eyeballs are getting put on these two great talents doing what they do best in here and honestly it just made me now i did say since action one immediately to myself i was like ah so all right frazier's gonna win the next two problems that's that's what i'm thinking <laughs> but we'll see we'll see maybe i'm dead wrong and uh but yeah man this is this is incredible stuff and i think it was one of those moments again where i felt grateful that i got a chance to watch nxt uk because it just felt great knowing who they were and just watching this and seeing uh, that, that excellence that I came used to when I watched both of their matches, no matter who they were going against. It was great to see them come together and just feel really, really well.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with Wade Barrett as well. That banana man was ace. I'll fill you in on that in a little bit, Monday. Don't <laughs> worry about that. The main event Good. was Gallus versus Big Strong Boys. And Gallus tried to control the ring by isolating Tyler Bate, but Bron Breaker trusted his partner. Obviously, the NXT champion took out Joe Coffey with a spear. Bate hit a rebound close into the Tyler driver for the win. But Jordan Devlin attacked Bate from behind afterwards. Retreated for Breaker could get to him. I don't know about you, but did, I mean, I've forgotten about Trent Seven already because Breaker and Bate made an incredible team. Even when they did the Steiner post, I was like, I'm fucking yeah. cool this.
1: I'm in this. I loved it. <laughs> Right, yeah, man. it was incredible. The fans were behind them. They, you know, like you said, the 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 big, oh yeah, watching him do a uh, watching bait do the bulldog, um, uh, you know, from the from the elevated electric chair position thing. It was just a great little callback to his his father. It was just it was great. Like you said, they worked really really well together. It made me just like again want to see them do that even more. And like like you said, these are two great singles competitors. <laughs> And we want. I they made me want to see them in the tag division randomly, just for no apparent reason. It was it was great. They did really really well. I, w- I really wish I could have you know got a chance to see Gala shine here. But they did the right thing because the, the faces, you know, come on, two of the biggest stars in the world. They were great.
0: Yeah, but how fucking small does Joe Coffey look? Like even I with, don't get it. Joe <laughs> <my laughs> Coffey, Wolfgang. They're indignin- Yeah, so much- almost. Coffey's a foot shorter.
1: That's what happened? <laughs> Like, was he wearing, like, does, does he wear, like, super lifts in his gear in the UK or something? Like, what is, I, I don't get it, man, because I, I literally remember talking about, like, when he does his, uh from the second row, jumping to the top yeah. move, I was like, oh, man, a big man doing something like that? And then you look at him now, <laughs> he doing it like, oh, well, he's not that big. His thing is, when Wesley...
0: Uh, at least taller than Joe Coffey, we were like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <What the> <laughs> fu- <laughs> <How>? <laughs> but um, Mark Coffey, though Atlas moment, is a consistent member of Gallus in mm-hmm. the ring. Um, we saw it at uh, Wells Collide when it was Wolfie uh, and Joe this week partnered him. I mean, I did enjoy this episode, but again, it featured lots of NXT UK talent. So how can I not? You know, it's like you've extended NXT UK by an hour and put it on Tuesdays. So I can't really I have agree. a problem.
1: And we got way less cringy 2.0 flirting and whatever weirdo stuff yeah. that they had. Like, they're slowly but surely getting less and less of the weird out of it. It's still there. Oh, yeah, it's 2.0, so... but, yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> this will <one's laughs>
0: interesting because we now get to the last episode of NXT. And it is the one-year anniversary of 2.0. Can you believe a year has gone by uh, unbelievable stuff. September 13th, we started with a steel cage match for the XC Tag Team Championships. Pretty deadly versus the Creed, uh, Creed Brothers. The Creed <laughs> Brothers kept Pretty Deadly from escaping early and often. However, after Damon Kemp uh, handcuffed Julius, Brutus was left to fight alone. He fell to a second spilt milk from the champions. Uh, first off, yes, boy. Uh, no one's kicked out of this yes. week a spill milk. But as I said earlier about Bron and Bait, you're gonna to have to stick with me now. I, I really do think Pretty Deadly remind me of like an early edge and Christian. And I have seen him working okay. with, with with the creeds and I think these teams could be facing off in all these different match types for twenty yeah. years to come. Because the the bumping the, the the actual bumps of this match were were sickening. Like, each, all four of them were <laughs> impressive. Yeah. I couldn't believe they were, they were bumping like a fucking AW show. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they were. Like, the, the super cannonball thing, the, the, what, I don't even know if it was like a reverse Spanish fly, but he lands on his feet. Yeah. Oh, and watch this beat, like, what yeah, said, Yeah, watch this, like,
0: yeah, fucking...
1: Away, yeah, it's just like did that sick stuff, and then we go to commercial with him looking like a badass screaming in the camera. I'm like, yeah, no, this is incredible. <laughs> this is like, yeah, I agree. Like they they killed it, and they just were. I, I, I don't know you. You would think this. What you would think this is another takeover or another special, <laughs> the way it started. You know what I mean? There was, like the energy around it. The only thing that took away from me is that I was like, all right, Julius, I understand that you possibly could like break your wrist or whatever, but like try to jump down or something. And he was, he was hung up there just a little bit too long for me, but that was fine. It was fine.
0: yeah. Cause I was like, <laughs> at some
1: point I'd just be flailing
0: trying to. <laughs> at some point, no, be like, Damon, I don't know how much help you needed to be, you know, to get him handcuffed to that. That's true too. I, I don't think you did it yourself. You know, it's one of these moments. Right. Uh, I was, but it's even like the suplex off the top, and yeah, just those oh going to the sides of the cage, and just the way they were kind of folding up and stuff like this. It was, it, again, really because pretty deadly. Again, pretty deadly. Another team where you go, I "Oh, okay, they look like that," but they they bump like the young Hardys yes. and the Creeds. <laughs> I'm sure they've got no fucking fear because guys that size <laughs> don't need to do that.
1: <laughs> no. No, it's like that uh when he when they won the title and he did I think it was a shooting star or whatever uh Julius did and it's just like you or, you know you don't have to do this, man. <laughs> like the, he didn't have to do the 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 moon the, the Spanish fly thing and he it's just like and they're just like you said, they're they are huge. They are and to be doing these crazy moves and bumping the way they do. I wish him the best, but I definitely can see a bright future. Both teams, man, like you said, you can definitely see a bright future. Also, by the way, (laughs) I know I'm going back with him, but when I thought about Brutus again, another great line from that uh, Kemp promo is that I beat Brutus' ass. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. Like, yeah, you know, I, I was always better yeah, than Brutus.
0: You know, even... Yeah, and the other thing I liked about it is with Brutus kind of later on saying, yeah, that was like five years ago, though. And that wasn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> he... What's it matter? Like, what's it matter? Right. He didn't say anything. Like, must have really got to you. Uh, we then see Fallon Henley beating Lash legend. Toxic Traction headed to the ring. And Alba Fire laid out Rose to make clear she... Wants the next NXT UK Women's UK Women's Championship. See what I'm doing. I'm even adding UK to it, even though it's not. We just, I just want Alba Fire to win the Women's Championship. That's all. Um, Quincy yeah. Elliot made his NXT debut versus Sean Gallagher. An elaborate entrance with bright lights and smoke, sold by a cheering crowd. And after his win, Elliot danced with a referee. I like the shades. Yeah. I would I would like a pair of low shades. But <laughs> why did he have either an old gold dust or a mixture with like a King Mabel yeah. outfit?
1: That's the Yeah, only that's exactly thing. what it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was an old, but I don't know. It could be his gear. But from what I understand, he it was a King Mabel old. So yeah, he loved, he loved. I guess that was a shout-out to King Mabel. <laughs> uh, the they few got... people who really liked that version <laughs> of I can't of believe Viser- I, I caught it. Like, it's one of the greatest wrestlers. Wrestlers so of the you generation. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. In that gimmick, like I said, yeah, sure. Viscera, all right. You got it. I mean, whatever. Viscera, I guess. But King Mabel. <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, the point is. Uh yeah, I do I I have to say this. It's 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 different, completely different. And it felt like a little bit, but I, it's different but familiar. Let me say it that way. Yeah. Because it's kind of like the offense he was using. I didn't mind the work in the ring. It looked decent even though it wasn't that long. It reminded me of a, kind of a blend, of, especially with the bonsai drop. Of course, I'm going to think of Yokozuna with the finish. But besides that, of course, a little bit of, uh, you know, we, he's he's getting headlines. I'm going to mention him one last time. But, yeah, it gave me a little bit of Dream vibes, of course. Uh, so, we'll see. But it's different. It's still it's way different, even different than, than Velveteen. The Velveteen was different. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how that works out.
0: This is a problem, <laughs> isn't it? Because we know which way this goes with even if yeah. it's, you know, kissing straight wrestlers and going, I ain't like that. And then the yeah. getting – Yeah, Gold
1: Dusty. It, yeah, I forgot about that. Gold I dust. don't
0: mind the yeah. face, you know, especially the way like RuPaul is now or whatever kind of yeah. – Culture want to use, but be positive. And like I said, the crowd reaction at the moment is fine. It's just how much it can you can know, definitely let's... go left quick. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll right down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, got you. Well, we see Wesley was announced as winner of fan vote to challenge Carmelo Hayes. So because of that, Mello and Trick attacked him in the locker room shortly afterwards. You always know when a wrestler. <laughs> He's not on that level, <laughs> you know. They he got punked basically of getting injured. Right, didn't he couldn't even recover to come out for the match. Even though it happened, yeah, an remind hour. me of Kofi like,
1: at the yeah, Elimination yeah. Chamber or whatever. Yeah, just gets punted right before the match. Threw aside and Randy <laughs> takes his time. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and,
0: no. and then then we get the family versus Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes mm-hmm. got beat down on his own. Joe Gacy walked into the corner. The richest man in NXT. He got the blind tag and pin and stacks Lorenzo with a handspring clothesline. And actually, I was quite interested in this. And I thought, oh, is this a new dynamic with Joe Gacy? No, it was Grimes getting beaten no. down again. <laughs> <laughs> Just think again. Nope, no nope, Grimes. Gotcha. You get a kicking. There you go. Um, the skids <laughs> beat him down.
1: Shame. I also thought the fans were very fickle. They they won't even let Gacy talk. Usually, they tell him, it, "It's shut the elf up." when he's speaking. But was he come and get Cameron, help Cameron and now, oh, oh Gacy, they just they were cheering their ass off for a second there for him. But yeah, uh, yeah, familiar stuff here. At, here we go with the schism and I don't know. All I all I think about when I see the schism is, man, I miss my grizzled young vets.
0: Yeah. Oh, don't. Don't. We're, we're hopefully, don't. <laughs> but Sorry, at least I'm they're still there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Because I think about Sam Gradworthy now and again, and I go, well, at least the GYV is still there. It's like a you know what I mean? These people, at least they're still uh, a part of it. I cannot believe, I'm not going to mention the fan vote. How did Nikita Lyons get in the top four? Like, what the fuck has she done? (laughs) Like, the splits finisher? Yeah, top four.
1: Top four. That's it. Instagram beauty, I guess. That's it. That's That's all I got for you. Yeah. Looks nice. Yeah, that's it.
0: she teamed up with Zoe Stark to be kind James and around a grace. This wasn't good. That's me being nice. Um, no, then not s- at all. Security guard Hank Walker, because Hank must be the most generic American <laughs> name, I'm guessing, just make it yes. Hank. Um, He's up
1: there with John.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hank John Walker, uh, be prick Javier Barnell, uh, we slow cook He's been calling him a prick the past few weeks because he probably has yeah. been one. Uh, and, you know, but then again, it looked like Hank had a hole in his stomach. Now, I'm not yes. one, to, to, but those little, little belly over the belt, probably not the best way of
1: doing <laughs> it. <laughs> but again. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had the look and be like, oh, okay, is that what I think? it? Oh, okay, it is. It is. I <laughs> what I play. <laughs> yeah.
0: He'll be coming out dressed as Viscera next week in a long leather jacket. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We get NXT announcing the arrival of Oro Mensa. Like we said, the former Oliver Carter. Now, I thought we'd see Carter, but fuck me, he must have hit the right oh. line at the right time. Like, to to debut... <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm a fan of Carter, but like, wow. Like, you must have been at that meeting at the right time <laughs> to get that right. <laughs> Whoever walks in next is going to debut next week. Oh, hello. Oh, fucking hell. Like... It'd be interesting to see what he does though, especially in a new character in the singles.
1: Yeah, man, I'm really excited to see, because again, me, us getting that, having that angle of watching them kind of lead into this, like if you watch the NXT UK, it makes perfect sense. If you, if you watched it back in the day and you knew he, you know, you knew about him and Smith, you might be a little confused, but either way it goes, uh, I, I'm excited I think he like we mentioned before he definitely has the potential to be really really good. so we just have to see in what vein uh, that uh, you know what what are they gonna do uh, with him uh, and you know I don't know I can I definitely can see him in a you know working with a lot of different people, but is this gonna be a legit singles run is he gonna be thrown into uh, the situation? similar to Axiom or, you know, Nathan where he's just, you know, giving great contests because we have a lot of people from NXT UK kind of feeling the role. So it's like I wanna see if they're gonna to try to do something different or we're we just gonna have another guy who, you know, uh, like what well, like what is the what's gonna be different about Oliver Carter is what's really interesting me. But honestly I like you said he has the potential to be great. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. I mean at this moment in time I'm thinking, right, all UK talent get together and let's let's literally just take out the two lot. You know, and let's yeah, see
1: if we can, just, let's yeah, just man, have a... Carl Shai, everybody. You know,
0: literally everybody taking <laughs> out. Uh Well, the main event, <laughs> Mella Hayes walked out with Trick Williams, of course, not wrestling Wesley. However, Solo, Sakura arrived to call his Ooh. shot. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's, it. it's NXT so, Solo, so I'm like, oh, okay. Right. But he's still the prick that did what he fucking did at the Clash. So, for me, it's, you know, um,
1: Trick was taken out. You can tell the people in Florida that, though, man. Yeah, no, without (laughs) a doubt.
0: Trick was taken out, and the A-Champion was caught with urinagi, and the Uso Splash, and your new North American Champion, Solo Sakoe. did say he got next. Uh, I thought this was great stuff, but felt maybe a bit rushed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was definitely uh, a little bit rushed. And uh, I wish kind of that that Melo's reign was able to end with a, with maybe a little bit more payoff. But I didn't mind it because of who. not only because of the circumstances that Solo himself in. I, I kind of like I was cool with the idea of him trying to become a, or becoming a champion and then returning back to the bloodline fold because they all have gold. So I get that point. But uh, uh, yeah, man, it was great. By the way, again, here we go again with just the reason why I love Melo. Facial expression, man, when he saw Solo, <laughs> he knew he was in trouble. Like I just loved it. I love the way he sold it. Like no, 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 I don't know. I don't want this. I, I'm not. I don't want to fight Solo. So again, it was just again like uh, he, he does. He's just inc- incredible in defeat. Cause like when he lost the, the latter match with Grimes, I think. You know, it was a, in, in an impressive fashion. And even though this was done the way it was done, this still felt like a, a hell of a moment. And seeing Solo hold the one up and with the championship belt, it just felt right because, again, like you mentioned, he was adamant that he was going to be next up. And, it, and he made it a reality. Like, I, I understand to, uh, withholding some bitterness there. I get it. But it was still an awesome moment. You have to admit that.
0: <laughs> without a doubt and uh, the thing is is that Solo you know if he needed gold uh, you, you can't take the title off at the moment like I said with Bobby Lashley yeah Actually, Bobby either this yeah. is <laughs> the best you know someone did I did read on Twitter and I don't know who said. say I'll give him credit that uh, Sami Zayn needs to win the 24-7 title just to say that it's all matching yeah you know um, which right. I quite liked and, but it makes me worry for Melo a little bit unless he wants to step up in NXT I just feel someone like him... That's as what a, I hope is new. Yeah, as a champion, can pull it off. And obviously, if him and Trick kept together. Even if it were debut on SmackDown in a couple of weeks' time and continue through the ricochet, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have a problem. But it's like you said, it's the end goal for each of these talents. We're getting an influx of the UK guys. We want to see how that kind of pans out as well. And also, you know, the call-ups and the certain talent uh, that might happen here especially with Solo defending the title on SmackDown at this moment in time. Which was nice. That was
1: really dope. Well,
0: he main evented evented against Drew the previous SmackDown, showed up here, won the title, and then beat uh, Moss to defend, thanks to, again, Sami Zayn. So, bringing more eyes to it. Um, And and Solo celebrated in the ring, and we thought that was it. But, all of a sudden, a video package aired with NXT (laughs) boss Shaw Michaels hyping up the brand uh he said nxt has been and always will be about developing the superstars of tomorrow but we always reflect and acknowledge in the past nxt is constantly evolving with a focus on the future superstars develop and move on but our message to our passionate fans will never change we are nxt and with that the multicolored nxt 2.0 logo transformed into a new white and gold logo on a black background monty we're fucking back (laughs) we're
1: back finally oh i don't have to dread these reviews (laughs) a year of just frustrating television is over
0: we started to show knowing we were going to talk about the end of edicts uk but this is the end of 2.0. 2.0 is ending. What does the future hold, Monty, for T Now, you know, come on.
1: Oh man, I'm 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 hoping for nothing but the best, man. The rebrand, I I I, I just I can't. Wait. I'm just ready to see the new set. Like I'm, I'm hoping they even they hell if they go back to full sell or any like get out of CW, get out of where they are now. Like I, I don't mind it. I'm just I'm just excited. I got a lot of possibilities like you said, the influx of NXT UK talent, the possible call-ups, the people that we still have like in the Apollo Cruz position who could always come back down and help out, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm just very, very optimistic about the future and what it possibly means going forward. You know, uh, maybe we even get another belt design and get rid of the rainbow Yo, <laughs> thing, yeah. you know, so that'll be great. But even if not, as far as that right now, uh, I just love the idea of going back to the old NXT, recognizing that 2.0 was what it uh, was. But I think going forward, it's going to feel more like, even if it's not the old NXT to remember, I think it's going to feel more like it's separate, a separate brand again and less back into the developmental. Like, yes, it's going to be parts where we know that these people are developmental and all that. Maybe we'll have less. Like, I know the, my pet peeve of the 2.0 era. But there was a lot of people that me and you saw weekly that we know were not ready to be on television weekly. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So hopefully we can get a little bit less in that, a little bit more safeguarding these characters, characters, a little less uh, weird characters, cause like that's another thing too. Have you noticed that they kind of almost, especially in the women's division with some of the newer faces? Like uh Kiana James, for example. Why the hell is she a business woman? If you're doing that, go do that. Do why are you wrestling? You said it with last legend. <laughs> Uh, Ariana Grace is a pageant lady like everybody, I can could, I could just go down the list of the new faces and all the other things that they have going on besides wrestling <laughs> so like, hopefully we can get back to them actually having wrestling related motivations and what they do outside of or whatever they're supposed to be don't have too much bearing on what we're seeing but we'll see going forward but I'm just very very optimistic that things are changing again we went through the 2.0 you know However, you want to look at it—the down period or whatever—we we 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 survived it. Now I'm just hoping that what we see on the other side after finally completing this journey, that we will get back to what we're used to, which is top top notch, high quality NXT level content. And I just yeah. I just hope that we can get back to that, you know?
0: Yeah, well, amen to that. About that, like I said, we we've struggled through 2.0, and now we're getting it. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. We talk about lots of NXT UK talent at this moment in time, up on uh, NXT. And we don't know if it's just going to be for the next couple of months, up until NXT Europe. And then we'll see what happens there with the talent. But like I said, it's got to be a fresh start somehow. But NXT must help them out in certain ways. So that would be interesting. But I think we just enjoy it. You know, the next two episodes of NXT are taped already and done. Uh, so it'll be interesting right. to see what happens there. Like you said, in, in a couple of weeks' time, or three weeks' time, when it's live, in the new set, and the setting up with everything there. So we don't know what the future is going to hold for NXT and NXT Europe, but we're hopeful for that. So the final question for you, Monty, and like I said, we've asked this question a lot today. We talk about the legacy of NXT UK. Now, I am mm-hmm. a lot happier ending this show looking at the legacy of the- <laughs> than we were at the start because it seems like they knew they had talent and they should be used correctly and I think if we look at Volta right. and Pete Dunn uh, and Ray Ripley even, you know, Tony Storm, people that are successful from the brand, I think mean, five or ten years time we can look back and it might have an even bigger impact and this might seem weird to say than the kind of original NXT with the amount of call-ups that actually might work
1: Right. That's true, too. Like, this, this another – now that we have, uh, like you said, Triple H in that position, the stigma of a lot of these people who come from NXT uh, fizzling, fizzling out or not becoming what they were meant to or what they were in NXT, we should get to see a lot less of that because of the mind of, uh, you know, who's in control of the main roster now. So, again, it's like you said, you can be optimistic about that. You can be optimistic going forward when it comes to – uh, you know, all the like you said, just the, the possibilities. Another thing, too, that got me really excited too is when you think about the NXT UK uh additions and all that. Like you mentioned, Tyler Bate may be 25, he may be around the same age as some of these uh people who've only been wrestling a year or so or whatever. But like you said, they got he has a decade of experience. Kaylee Ray has been doing this a long time, you know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of these NXT UK people are not in that developmental stage, even if they do need some, you know, uh, WWE style, you know, development. They may, you know, you know you know what I'm trying to say? They're not at wrestling school anymore. If you see what I'm trying to say, they got it. They already got that part. So it really, like I said, it has me really optimistic for the match quality going forward and all of that stuff. And then like looking back on the 2.0 era, you know, I, it's easy to be very, very negative and all of that type of stuff. But I think the biggest difference is is that it felt closer it was close it was much 2.0 was much closer related to the early days of NXT and you know uh, the last days like FCW and all that. It was closer related to that than it was to that golden period, you know, that everyone starts with NXT arrival takeover, if you see what I'm saying, the takeover period. So like it was closer related to that than that was. And I'm hoping that the white and gold, or if that's what we're gonna go with, I'm hoping that that era is closer to what we what we know and love, and like you said, possibly even better because of the results at the end of the day. So, I'm very optimistic right now. We'll see. We have to give it all time to play out, but man, the future is looking really bright uh, in the NXT now that we have new leadership and new things in place.
0: Yeah, we're about that, and the rumors of the NXT takeover now coming back as well will be fantastic. You know, imagine the next NXT right. takeover that we're gonna have um but in, in actual fact and i will say finally because we're gonna put a pin on it now because it's been excellent talking about nxt uk and we will look back on nxt uk uh you know when we do get the chance and maybe you look at maybe like the five top 10 matches of all time or something like this it will depend on the europe as well and right. we're gonna see what it's like before we decide to kind of i'm sure we will watch the first episode but then it will depend yeah. of kind of how it goes as well. But I'd just like to thank you for being with me for for the end of NXT UK, basically. Like I said, we've gone through a lot, but this episode is massive because, like I said, 2.0 <laughs> and UK coming to an end. But it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, and we're going to do some <laughs> sp- just quick spoilers. Monty, you don't mind a little spoiler, do you?
1: No, not at all. Not, not
0: at all. Just anybody that wants not want any spoiler... Right, just put your finger in your ears right now. Excellent. Because due to the tape in NXT, they have announced the Halloween Havoc main event. Now, I don't know if you know this, Monty, or not, but the main event for Halloween Havoc something. will be the NXT Championship. It will be Bron Baker versus Jordan Devlin versus Ia Dragonoff.
1: Ah, really? <laughs> If really? Okay,
0: it's a true Elia is back and the question is he would be an excellent first champion for NXT Europe but again yeah. I don't want to lose a prediction point before we've even given it you know but like <laughs> said, we even forgot wow. about him and if he shows up and he if he's going to be the guy we know he can be then that, from Baker's in serious trouble.
1: Yeah and he has a great angle too like I was I never lost my belt and you took it, and you're supposed to be the guy now. Yeah, nah, I, I would love it. And like, <laughs> my goodness, if he, yeah, that that got me a little bit too excited. You know, <laughs> the thing is, I've really, I, I don't know, I, I've told you, I've been beating this horn this horn, this this drum forever about this. I want Mellow and Breaker to, I want that to be the one yeah. to do that. But I would not mind at all <laughs> if if Ilya was the one to come in and do that because it makes so much sense, and it will be a great. Great little thing, like you said, heading into Europe or just even having him just as NXT champion. Uh, and like again putting more eyeballs on how great he is. Yeah, yeah man, it'll be great. It'll I be know,
0: great. Imagine if they announced Star versus Melo
1: for the like, oh, Heritage Cup well, <laughs> just rules or something, Rounds <laughs> Mac, <Matt>, please. <laughs> Anything. only have to be for the cup. Just, just let them go. Like I said, <laughs> lock them in there, 60-minute Iron Man.
0: <laughs> but it's been worthwhile. That's what I'm saying, everybody. Even listening. Yes. The UK, It's been worthwhile. We have been introduced to these fantastic talents uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and matches we had never watched uh, before, never had the opportunity to see. And now they're going to hopefully get the chance in the new NXT. And it's exciting times. And I can't remember the last time we did a nxt pod for two and a half hours and actually <laughs> left it more excited than we were when we started
1: yeah i mean honestly th- I, if you go back a couple of nxt reviews i'm pretty sure we sounded like zombies talking about this skipping through half the show saying most of it was meaningless <laughs> like hopefully those days are over man like i'm really excited when it comes to uh the future and then like i said you can already feel it because, as, as like I said, as these four episodes that we reviewed here, as they continue to go and wind down, you can kind of feel, like you, you mentioned it during Worlds Collide, it felt like them old NXTs a little bit more. So I think it's only, it only can go get better the more we lean in that direction.
0: Cut to six months' time where we're going, we never knew how good it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? 2.0, I miss you. <laughs>
0: It goes to shit, but oh. that's it. That is it for today's show. And like I said, thank you, Monty, for um, watching the NXT UK show with me, and thanks to everybody associated with NXT UK uh for delivering the goods week in and week out. We will indeed yes. miss you. Um don't forget load like, the WR across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast, I'm at the WNRJR. You can find your W team on the Twitter banner. And Monty, we've not mentioned it on the pod, but you've been looking at the uh P what is it, PWI five hundred or fifty or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I you're right I, I, Bro, i've been listening you know, to
0: the show i've been listening to the show but again when it, i've got my own shit to do
1: <laughs> so, oh i get it trust me i understand completely man yeah we definitely talked about everything uh you know, all the rumors going on around uh even you know some some little things they're still talking about from the backstage brawl in aw of course um uh, and just the future of wwe but we definitely got into the uh mostly I focused on the top thirty and uh, maybe I kind of went further down with some of my favorite names because they were a little further down the list. But we definitely discussed it and got a chance to talk a little bit about uh you know like Roman Reigns being on top. My complete disapproval of Moxley being number twelve. Like come on man, Moxley I'll, you can make the case Moxley had a better year than he had when he was number one on that list. But anyway, if you want to hear more some more of that, more of me just ranting on how off base the list was uh, even though some of that because it's based in kayfabe some of it i can understand check out the newest episode of mind of munty podcast at mind munty pod on twitter you can click the link in my bio or you can type in the mind of munty on youtube or type in mind of munty on any platform that you listen to podcasts i appreciate your support and i'm working on even more content as we speak <laughs>
0: Well, see, so you guys, people go, James, you do too much. I introduce everybody to Monty, thank you very much. We're uh, <laughs> also on Facebook and Instagram across all good platforms. Send us an email at DumblerPodcast at gmail.com and YouTube. The podcast with all the latest clips, and we've got clips of Clash at the castle there, so you can actually see what it looked like in real life. Woo-hoo! And podcasts go at the same time on YouTube as you do SoundCloud <laughs> on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode will be with Gina and Jaxie looking at AEW Grand Slam. Monty, next time you join us, a little bit of a break here, man. October 8th uh, is when hopefully we're going to meet up. But I'm going to throw something that I haven't spoken to you about. I'm hoping to do a Bound for Glory review. Which is October seventh. Okay. So I'm going to give you 24 oh, hours see. to watch that event. Uh, I'm going to break. <laughs> I'm going to break that news to the girls when I see him live. So I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, look,
1: good things happen. Looks some prep time. Huh?
0: Yeah, I want, to, I want to watch Impact, <laughs> but also we'll have Extreme Rules predictions because that'll be the same uh, eve as Extreme Rules, and we'll talk about again right. Montyus. Uh, I feel horrible. But Jax, Gina, and I will be going to watch New Japan Live, the Royal <laughs> Quest, and we will yes. talk about that as well. And I'm hoping, I mean, you and I, hopefully they've got good seats, because I can take some fucking good pictures. So I'm hoping to get, like, Jay White perfectly <laughs> yeah. and, you know, kind of all these guys. But we'll be talking about that as well. But like I said, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and talk about NXT, especially, like you said, most of the episodes, I'm bullshitting and saying how important it is, but this one feels like a massive episode. <laughs> like, you know?
1: Definitely. Definitely. And I love the fact that it wasn't all morbid, horrible news this time. Like, usually every NXT <laughs> <laughs> review, is something terrible. Like, yeah, NXT UK being gone, yeah, that sucks. But, we, you know, we kind of have the bright spot that we have a new era or something to still be excited about leaving this show. So, I love that, and... I do want to you you said you appreciate me for watching but trust me it was, the pleasure was mine. I appreciate you for allowing me, you know, to do this for NXT UK. And it's kind of like in the similar vein of how I felt when when we all did a review for Forbidden Door and kind of jumped down the G1 climax with New Japan, you know, that like I said that's my baby and I feel like NXT UK was yours, so I'm I'm honored That I was here, even if it was his last days. I'm honored to be here for that. I really appreciate it, but I'm saying my baby's dead. that, (laughs) yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you know, yeah, it was hard to. I was trying to spin it positively, James. Damn it! But on that note, I guess I guess we'll leave it. (laughs) What a pessimist!
0: Well, yeah. Well, my baby's dead, everybody. But <laughs> let's hope <laughs> there's more in the future. Uh, until then, I've been James Rowland. sort of was joy, but I said the uh the brilliant uh Monty. I said mind of Monty podcast, whatever you want to call him, he will hear you. Uh, thanks for this, everybody. Sure. And uh, like I said, this do it again soon. Bye, everybody. <music>